Think about some of these situations. Think about how many times you pop a guy and then get into another fight and then player scavs come and then you get into another fight and you forgot to loot that. You go to the end, you're like, oh, that was that first guy. Imagine that first guy didn't die. What if you wake up and you have all your stuff and you're like, shoot, and you just run out. Second. Imagine you wake up and everything's been taken except for your pistol yeah. and there's like a scab going through your backpack. Hey, dude, like, you know, dude, oh, exactly. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, the show dedicated to talking about all the progress things in life, like music, content creation, and video games. I am one of your co-hosts, Jesse Kazam, an Escape from Tarkov content creator. And I'm Veritas, uh, licensed chiropractor and professional used car salesman. Um, hello. I need, a, I need a chiropractor so bad. Do you, have you ever Do been you? to a chiropractor? No. Some people are weird about it. They, like, don't believe in them. Well, there's... There's two different kinds of car, uh, chiropractors. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are the ones that deal with like muscular skeletal things. Yeah. And then there are the other ones that deal with magic. Yeah. With the with the salt with the salt rock energy. lamps. Yeah. 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 And never, that's bullshit. Never been to one of those in my life. Been to countless. My whole family had back problems. My mom and dad used to like have to go to the chiropractor. I used to go. I used to wake up all the time and not be able to like move my neck past here yep. i would walk around like this so i've been to a lot of like the real deal chiropractors and it's so good i love it like it's definitely yeah, not it's... a replacement to medicine like the practice of medicine but like i i it's so great i love chiropractors yeah as long as it doesn't fall into the pseudoscientific <laughs> bullshit no. or or i've seen some pretty gnarly like doctors doing chiropractic chiropractic to like infants and shit where it's like oh this is not fucking safe yeah. like i would drop kick the dude for doing what he's doing to my six-month-old baby you know what i mean like that's fuck off that's but that's the parents fault yeah anyway now we, we are now a science and skepticism medical podcast everybody <laughs> um yeah 100 um how's tarkov been i know you've been playing for a few hours um you just gonna not, have a fatty raid yeah, not bad. I've had a few decent raids. Um it's 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 been okay. Um not bad. I will say that in the last couple of days and I have to be fuck, I can't uh, it's like I can't I can't say the things I want to say yeah. because it undermines the things, but let's just say I think fairly recently there were some strides steps in the right direction made in some realms of the cheating situation okay. that you probably won't hear about um but anecdotally what Understood. i know and then based on what i've experienced seems to be a good thing that was the most cryptic that was the mo I, I, I get it though i get i get it i get it that's that's good to know that's cool let's hope let us let us hope. I mean, as we'll talk about in a little bit, Nikita was talking about a, a few different modules he called them in in the battle eye anti cheat thing. So I don't know. Let's it's it is a it is a perpetual battle that is being fought. That sometimes the more we talk about it, the less it helps. So I get it. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> I totally get it. Um, I have been. I have not played Tarkov. Um, 
<clears throat> I have not played Tarkov in a while. I played a little bit Wednesday morning with Deadly Slob, and then we switched over to some Hunt Showdown. An hour after we switched over to Hunt Showdown, my chat just started getting flooded with like, they, they like, Veritas got it done. They're fixing the health. They're fixing the health thing. Like, they're doing the patch. And I was like, oh, sick. And then 10 minutes later, oh, no, <laughs> it's so bad. They broke everything. <laughs> and so I was just hearing about it through chat while I was playing Hunt. And then... Um, I got off. I had a bunch of stuff to do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we were out of town, got back late last night. And so I haven't played Tarkov in a minute and a whole lot happened over the weekend as far as like news and podcasts. But I wanted to talk about what I have like seven or eight clips that were sent to me from your stream. People were clipping stuff from your stream and sending them over, like walking around the, the minefield with like a blacked out head and just boom, boom, boom. Boom. I hit like 35 mines yeah. and didn't die. So like, uh, so what happened? Because there's a lot of confusion. Like this is one of those things that's like simple, but the more, even if you know what's going on, the more you talk about it, sometimes you trip yourself up where you're like, yeah, the damage to a, okay, the damage to a black, like it just starts to kind of, and so because of that, a lot of people were like, this was what's supposed to happen when it wasn't and vice versa. And then what happened wasn't supposed to happen. So we just had layers of confusion and I haven't played, so I don't even really know. There's like four or five different things here. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> there, there's the beginning of this whole thing, which was, it all started way back when we had Nikita on our podcast. Yes. And we discovered the blacked out head thing wasn't, intended yes it was the black dot head and thorax was actually a bug so then i already i started to think about like all the fucking mechanics yeah the weird that, damage mechanics. that i'm that i and a very small number of people it seems actually understand how the things work whether it's bullet penetration fragmentation yeah. like all these things so i started to be like hey do you know about fragmentation hey do you know about this you know about like all of these yeah all those things um and when i one of the things I did was, um, and it was kind of inspired by the video that I made, uh, The Illusion of Choice, one of the Getting Tarkov videos yeah. where I talk about the ammo. And I quiz all the, I, I had the yes. like, Google quiz. So good. And it was like a picture of a dude with like, you know, he's got 80% HP in his head and his chest. Everything else is blacked out. And it's like, if I shot you with 995, you know, the 2000 ruble around bullet in your arm, how many bullets would it take? And everybody was like, two, one, you know, whatever. And it, and it was like 11. Yeah. <laughs> so I showed that to Nikita. And he was like, I can't be right. I'm like, well, well, that's how it works. <laughs> and he was like, oh, something must be wrong. Um, at first, he thought that maybe the multiplier was, was busted, like the blacked out limb multiplier. Yeah. Like maybe it was like 0.07 rather than 0.7. Um, but I am like, I assure you it's not that. Yeah. Um, and I basically was like, listen, I have... I showed him source code and images of my, like, simulation, um, and then I juxtaposed it next to footage of, like, you see where I take PS and you tap on PMC's right leg and you see his health go down to, you know, 368, and then video footage of in the game shooting it, you see 368, and it was like, then I shoot his arm three times and it goes down to, like, 211, and then I do the same thing in the game and it's, yeah. like, two, like, it just matches perfectly, um, and I'm like, so I can explain to you, if you want, the rules that you're using. Um, yeah. Because it's not like a, it's not a, the disconnect wasn't that, that there's a bug with like the numbers. It was a, it was a, a an error in logic. 
Mm. It was basically, um, and I, maybe we talked about this last time, the idea li- of like how you how you spread out the damage. Yeah, a little bit, because I think you had just had that conversation where he was like, I don't think you're right. And you're like, let me tell you something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, please just listen yeah. because I'm a, like, I, I've never been so sure of anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he basically said, okay, we're going to have a fix out in a couple of days, whatever. Then... I get a message from him yesterday or the day before. I forget now. Yeah. Is it two days ago? It was Wednesday um, that the patch went live. So, yeah. So, where he was like, we pushed out the change just now. Please check it. So, first raid of the day, I literally <laughs> went in and because I have been working on implementing a, a new and improved simulator okay. for the, the damage stuff. Um, that it's just going to be for me and for content. Like I'm not, I'm probably not going to mm. distribute it um, for a bunch of different reasons, but it also like I needed to rewrite it anyway because of the changes. So I figured I might yeah. as well just incorporate into that. So, um, so I wanted to figure out what, cause he didn't say what the changes were other yeah. than now damage will be propagated <coughs> to There's about 10 different libs. ways of doing yep. it. So we get into the game and well, the first thing I have up on screen the two guys in Discord that are like two viewers that that are um, are like broadcasting their s- stream, and I was gonna like crop out just to have their bodies, yeah, so that I could see their HP pools and I could shoot them and then record it, and then and it was like one of the guys was in a raid, a live raid, and he's like, "All right, I'm just gonna try to like die basically and get out of the shoreline raid," and he jumped off of the cliff, you know, the cliff right next to resort. Uh huh. He jumped off it landed fine ran all the way up the thing jumped off it landed fine he couldn't die so he so before you even started your testing he found basically what would end up being the the misunderstanding by attempting to kill himself so he could get in a raid with you just so he could get out of the raid and i'm like oh if you're in online mode if you're in offline mode just just like disconnect you know like whatever and he's like and i'm like maybe I'm like, maybe it's a bug in offline mode. He's like, no, no, no. I'm actually like in a shoreline raid. This is like a live raid. Um, and he was literally just running. Oh my um, god! With blacked out legs, with like no HP in his head or his chest, like nothing. Well, I mean, like one or two points yeah. of HP. But he's running, and he was like taking damage, like uh, uh, every yep. three steps. But he wasn't dying. What killed him was his bleed. The bleed was slowly yeah. ticking down. Um, so. Then we got into a raid, and what happened was I shot in the leg, um, and then you know it took off like fifty four health. And yep. was like, okay, that's exactly what I would expect. I think I was shooting nine mil PST, fifty four health. My like, cool. I shot him in the leg again. Then it took off like eleven, and then I shot him in the leg again, and nothing happened. Shot him in the oh leg again, nothing God. happened, and I was like, bah, 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 and he was just going, ah, and his health wasn't moving. So basically, they had pushed out. Um, they pushed it out with uh, the the bug being that there was no damage propagation whatsoever yeah. from blacked out limbs, which was unintentional. And, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Nikita himself was like, I mean, I I know exactly how he feels because I've done this before, where you like test something, you QA it, you know, you're whatever, you go to push it out, but something happens in the deployment process, yeah, where it's like you accidentally typo which which tag you're going to deploy or you you forgot to merge this stuff in. There have been times where we open up a pull request where that's where you see the whole like code review Okay. when everything is going to get merged and everybody goes, yep, 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 great, great, great. And then everybody's like, great, push it. And then they deploy 
from like the master branch, but they never merged the code. It was oh. still sitting there. So everybody said, give a thumbs up. And they said, okay, great. And then the guy just pushes yep. what's already there out. Okay. And then it's like, what the fuck? You know, so somehow, I don't know what the deal is, but somehow they pushed out something broken. He was like, we fucking tested this. Like I could tell he was kind of embarrassed and a little bit pissed off. Yeah. And within the hour, within the hour, yeah. they had pushed out the fix um, and he was, you know, he was thankful that I was able to catch it. Um, and then I did my testing and what I found out was it's like 95 percent, 90, 90 percent is is where we're at. So it's not fixed. I found oh, okay. I found a use case where it didn't it, it doesn't properly handle okay. logic. Um, so then what I did was finished implementing. So I was able to figure out what he wanted yeah like what the rules should yeah. be then i was able to implement that logic without the bugs that they have and then i wrote it all out commented it all out sent him my code and basically was like here's the logic you guys want you know here's the use cases that you're not covering here's how i implemented it um and i already i know how they implemented it yeah because i can tell i can tell like i know exactly the the error in logic that yeah. they made um, because so what used to happen before was the damage would spread. Um, so let's say you blacked out your arm. Yeah. You got actually let's do leg because it's easier because the multiplier is one. So you don't have to multiply by anything. Oh, really? Let's say your legs. Yeah, the leg is, is one. So if all you the get damage. Shot, it, there's a 50 damage <laughs> bullet and your leg is blacked out. Your HP should go down by 50. 50 OK, OK, understood. I didn't know that they, they, the blacked out leg was one. I know the arms are like 0.7, but OK. Yep, And then the stomach is one and a half. Yeah. So. If you get shot in the stomach, it should be, for a 50 damage bullet, it'll be 75, 75, 75. 75. Um, okay. So that's, the, the the way it used to work was that that damage, let's say it was 50 damage. Okay. It would get sliced up proportionately. Yes. Equally proportionately, which is the hard thing where it was like, so the chest was, you know, 20% of the total body's yeah. HP and the head was 3%. So the head would take 3% of that damage, the chest would take 20%, but then that means that if everything else is blacked out, yeah. then 23% of the damage disappears. goes through and everything else disappears. Yeah. So that was that was the bug. Um, the logic that they implemented after they fixed the yeah. first bug, or second bug, yeah. third bug, I don't know. <laughs> after they fixed the, 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 the push the hot fix. Yeah. It was basically, let's say there's 50 damage. Okay. What it does is it says, how many zones of the body are there? Let's just say there's just your chest and, and your head. How many zones are left with HP in them? Okay. Yep. Okay. So two. So so two. So that means 25, 25. Oh. Which actually means that like now, if you think about that now, and this might be a, a good thing, but I just thought it was an interesting sort of observation you're almost always going to die. Like your yeah. head HP is, yeah. is going to be the threshold. Because exactly. It's only and if, you're, so and if you have damage to your head at all already, and, and any sort of decent flesh damage round hits you in the leg or stomach, since there's a 1.5 multiplier, you're just dead. Yep. So, oh. so because before, you could actually look at it visually where all of the zones of the body, no matter how many there were, if there was one, there was two, there was five, when you get that overflow damage, all of the bars 
would all move exactly the same. Yeah. You know, it'd be like a third of the bar, a third of the bar, a third of the bar. But but because those bars represent different sizes, yeah. it was disproportionate. So that that meant that like let's say, you know, every time you got hit, it would take a, a quarter off of the bar. Your head and your chest would just be 75%, 50%, 25% yeah. dead. But now it's gonna be your head goes from 35 to, you know, like 10. Your chest goes from you know eighty five to, to 75. seventy five, and then your head is gonna your head yeah. is gonna be the 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 linchpin. So um, what? What's so what the, the your the use case? Yeah. Well, so that's so. so that, but I didn't cover the use case though. Oh, that, okay. Because I I think that's what Nikita wanted. Okay. And that's okay. But the problem is, is that they didn't account for what happens when that w- the remaining parts of the body have less hp than you're you've split up so let's say you have an arm and a head and chest okay so three limbs and let's say it's 60 damage okay so it's going to be and you get shot in the blacked out leg it's going to be 20 20 20 yeah if your head's full and your chest is full your chest goes from 85 to 65 yep your head goes from 35 to 15 yep but what if your arm is at two it goes from two to zero. Oh, and that and 18 then, disappears. Yep. So that eight. So they didn't account for that use yeah. case where what happens when. So my logic that I went through is actually it, it might sound more complicated. I don't know. I, I haven't actually explained it to anybody, but in code, it's pretty simple. Basically, yeah. what I do is I take all the limbs that you have in your body, all the ones that have HP remaining. Yeah. And I order them from smallest to largest in terms of how much HP they have yes. left. So you end up with, in this in that case, you'd have the arm with two, and then the head with 35, and then the chest, and with, then the chest with 85. 85. And then I would say, take two from all three. So you take two from the arm, now the arm's blacked out. Then you take two from the chest, two from the head. Great. You just took six damage away from 60. Well, now there's 54 damage that you divide by two against the remaining limbs. So basically, yeah. you're just every time you go through, there's three limbs, you, and you equally get you know you get rid of that one limb and, and yeah. go to the next two, and then you basically just trickle that down until you have fatal damage or you run out of or you run out damage. of damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that, that sounds was, and I get what you're saying how like that sounds complicated to say that, but we're talking about like that gets executed still in the same amount of time you know what i mean like it's a simple task for a computer to do but it sounds complicated to be like yeah check every limb and then you do that and then this is two and then you cross it off but it's pretty simple have you noticed like even with the change that it's currently in have you noticed like time to kill feeling faster yeah 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 it feels way better um better or faster because i thought you were an advocate for slower time to kill i guess better 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 can mean a few different things. Better because it's more intuitive. Like, it's I'm shooting this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Consistency. So, so that makes sense. So that makes the sense. Range of, the range of shots to kill, if you just look at, like, average distribution with average bullets and average armor, the, it would be yeah. one bullet or 15 bullets, which is like... Yes. You get in one fight and you one-tap a dude to the <laughs> yeah. chest. And then the and next another fight, fight. And you're going, and you're using 856A1 or like, you know, maybe not the best ammo. But, uh, yeah. but like, but, um, so, so now it went from one to 15 to now it's like one to seven. Yeah. Yeah. Because now if you think about, and the other part of it is that it's way more intuitive. Yeah. That's because yeah. it feels in order better to in that way. The, the, 
the shots to kill, you literally, if you ignore the multiplier, because I mean, the multipliers, they're significant, but not hugely significant. Yeah. Um, you can, you can get really close, um, you know, get to the fucking five yard line. Yeah. Of understanding if you just don't even think about the multipliers and just think, okay, well, if you have 440 HP, how much damage does a bullet do? Let's say it does 60. Okay. That's seven to eight shots to kill. You just literally take your HP and divide and it divide, by the damage. Yeah, yeah you, you could and, not yeah, do you, that before. And you get close enough to be good at the video game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it is more complicated that. But what you're saying is, like, that's a close enough thing to get you in the ballpark of, like, you kind of know how many shots this round is going to take. And, and, and yeah, so and, go and after him. The only, yeah. And the only complicated part of it is, is that if you shoot him in the chest... Um, I mean, you have to know about penetration because yeah, of course, independent of armor, this is just flesh. But it's damage, like, yeah. I mean, nothing's changing when you get hit in the chest or the head. Yeah, it's still like one or two bullets and you're dead. Um, so you can just take the 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 total HP and divide it by the number of bullets, and that's basically that's how many bullets it'll take if you shoot them in the same leg. Or it's you can maybe add one more bullet if it's in the arm. And maybe one less bullet if it's in the stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's honestly pretty easy. So now you're talking, you know, a bullet that does 60 damage. Worst case scenario, you you will never have more than eight shots to kill anybody. Yeah. Um Is uh is this is this gonna be the age of the shotgun like <laughs> something like Magnum Bucks got eight pellets, fifty damage per pellet. How much does, how much HP does a leg have? Um let me actually pull up my simulator because I was messing around with this the other day. Um, legs have uh, 60, 60, I think. Yeah. I, either 60 or 65, I can't remember. Um, that's, so that's a lot of damage. A lot of damage. Yeah. I'm not saying it's um, wrong. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just, it, it was, I was wondering. I, that was just one of the first things I thought was like, okay, Magnum Buck to the leg. You know, eight times fifty—that's four hundred potential damage if all pellets hit. All pellets won't hit, but you know, if you're far enough away, so you're hitting both legs, boom, boom—that's that's a lot of damage. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. So it might be that you know, either this is what Nikita wants—all the guns to be a little bit more viable, yeah—um, or maybe they'll have to adjust some of the yeah. parameters for the bullets now that and, it's working the way they intend. Yes, and I think that's what I was going to say too is that like it doesn't mean that we've arrived at the final form. It's just that like any any adjustments that they've been making to this system on like balancing weapons or ammo have been balancing a broken system and broken as determined by what Nikita wants, right? Because at the end of the day, what's right is just however Nikita or in the game does want to do it. But if this is how they want to do it, maybe now they watch and they see and they and they observe and they're like hey you know these types of weapons are a little bit more powerful maybe we'll do this so we can adjust now that we're at least closer to where they want to be now correct me if yeah, i'm so wrong well we should be able to come up with a number now if, if we think about it because ultimately in order to kill someone to one shot to the leg all you have to do is the the damage number yeah. needs to be so it's 65 um for the leg and then you're just going to have to have it be 35 to the head. Like, that's the oh. lowest common denominator. So, really, it's 35 times 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So, 210 damage plus... So, 210 
plus 65. So anything that does 275 damage or more will one tap to the leg. And and if you hit all eight pellets, well, well, all eight pellets of Magnum Buck do 400 damage. So that means you can miss a few of them. You know what I mean? And, and that's assuming that my assumptions are correct. I haven't yeah. tested everything, all the shotguns. Um, what was the number? 275? 275, because it's 210. So 210 being all of the... Um, well, so wait. How did I come up with 210? I don't know. Oh, so because you're dividing the damage equally... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, 210 divided by the other six zones would be 35, 35, 35, 35, which yes. means it would it would kill you to your yes, head. Yes, that makes total sense so, to me. So 210 and then plus 65 for the, for leg, the leg because you have to... Yeah. Um, Dude, the, the shotgun rip round does 265 damage. It's probably a good thing it does 265 <laughs> yeah, damage. So as, wait, that means if I, gra- if I grab the rip round... Yeah, the, the... Let me shoot myself in the leg. 12-gauge rip. I'm, I'm so... I'm good. just so... You know what? I could. Oh, dude, what is? It's got. Yep. How much? Which is exactly yes. Is exactly what you. So keep in mind that that this is should be zero. Yeah. This is like one or two. Exactly. So yeah, that round hitting the leg blacks out the leg. All the splash over damage then gets divided by all of the limbs. So everything would be. So yeah, it's not that your whole body would be close being blacked out it's that everything would have damage taken out your leg would be blacked out and your head's going to be real close yep real, so, and if you, and if you think about close. it that like 35 is you know like a little bit less than yes. half here but it's more than half here yes. so this is this this is the same number now not the same proportion yes um yes. so i mean understood but, oh, i'm so glad this worked first time so yeah <laughs> nice this is this is a work in progress i actually just finish this little ui yeah um but i mean god now flechette one two so two shots with flechette assuming that you hit all the pellets yeah Yeah, you hit all the pellets what about to the arm one one two do nine mil rip nine mil rip to the leg. Yeah. One, two, three. <sighs> Fucking Glock. Dude, out of a Glock? <laughs> or a vector spray down? <laughs> One, two, three, four. Dude. Dude. One, two, <laughs> oh, three. Oh, yeah. So three to the tummy or the legs, four to the arm. So basically aim for the kneecap. And, yeah, uh, yeah. But I mean, again, think about it. Um, if I have an M1 with M80, most people are just going to go yep. whoop, yes. one shot to the head or the chest, and you're going to die. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's like it's it, not it, it's not crazy, and you're you would still you would still lose a straight up aim duel between uh, someone who had just had like a proper rifle round and yes. shot you in the chest or the head. Um, yeah. But at least now the, these things are like viable. Yeah. You know? I, I agree. It it really comes down to the same age old thing with leg meta is like in a perfect world, it takes three shots. But like, can you hit three to the same leg without taking any shots yourself? 
You know what I mean? Exactly. If I've got M61 or M80 or 55A1, you know what I mean? If you're getting aim punched, can you hit those? Can you hit all three of those shots? If yes, you win. You know what I mean? And if not, maybe you should have brought an ammo where you could shoot to the face. So I don't this think... This is like one of the biggest fucking changes yeah. to Tarkov at like almost ever. Like now, this is huge. Correct me if I'm wrong. You can still get a blacked out head and thorax, right? Like they didn't fix the original bug. No. Sick. Maybe that'll come. I'm sure. Yeah, and I mean, and And the use case for that is still low. Like you know, I mean, it doesn't happen a lot because it has to be to a bleed. But it can't. Like, but it can't happen still. I mean, honestly, I would be okay if they left that in there. (laughs) Um. Yeah. The only, if they left that in there and then added one more piece of logic that says yes. if you take any damage yes. at, at all, because then because you that, die. Because that went which away, would, right? Like, which would get rid of the 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 difference. But if you have one HP in your head, that's bad. You'd rather have zero HP. Zero in HP. Your head. So yeah. at least it would make it the same where if your head is low or zero, that's bad and the next tick of damage will kill yeah, you that's true i'm actually i think i agree with that i'm actually okay with you being able to get a blacked out head of thorax just add the logic that, that that means when i get shot in really anywhere but especially in the head or thorax that i have to die and not just push that damage elsewhere like one little string that these are the vital limbs and if they're blacked out it's just you got one more chance get out of there and if you don't you're dead you know what i mean i'm cool with that and then, like, honestly, I don't know how they architected their code or how any of it works, but, like, for me to implement that in my system here, it would be oh, literally three lines of code. And really? if this one specific use case, I have a fucking a function called die, and then it would just be a closing bracket, right? Like, that's it. That's it. So, I mean, it, it's not like yeah. it's... I'm excited. I was, I'm glad we talked about this because I was a little sad because I knew it was going to be closer to what Nikita wanted, but I was sad that time to kill was going to be shorter. And I was only viewing that as a bad thing, but talking about like, we've talked so much. So about whether you love a game feature or not, consistency feels good. You know what I mean? Being able to know what to expect feels good. And now this will effectively remove the, the quote-unquote arm meta, right? Where all the damage, like, because if you're hitting them in the arm, every you can rest assured that every piece of that damage is being applied to them. Maybe not all to their thorax, like if their arms were down, but you're not losing out on potentially 30, 40, 50% of your round's damage. So so that is nice, yeah, and there's, actually. There's, there's a bunch of implications, too, that now I have to rethink all of the heuristics I've learned in my head. Yeah. So now cms kits and serve kits it might completely change all i have in my Mm. head is that it might change because now those points of damage are they relevant i don't know i have to think like there's a lot of things we have to rethink about how other mechanics are going to work i'm not sure so I'm, i'm i'm planning on once i get this simulation um up and running and and uh working fully I'm going to do a video and I'm going to explain what we just talked about where it's like, yeah. here's what it used to be. Here's what happened. Yeah. Because there were a bunch of videos that came out on that day saying everything's broken. Yeah, and then a bunch of people 100%. were saying it's broken. There, there were a few videos that basically said Veritas got them to change it yeah. to this. And of this course. is what we have. Of course. Which is like, 
Yeah, of it course. Just, so yeah. then people are pissed off, and it's like, ugh. You don't understand anything. In theory, right, CMS kits would be better because it would bring the limb back to a lower, currently, until they fix what you were said, because they bring your limb back to lower, and when that limb gets blacked out again, the rest of the damage goes away. So, like, until they fix it, like, the literal one specific use case, you said it's still broken, means that a lower HP limb is favorable. I don't know. Is it? Because if you could get, uh, if you could CMS your arm back to five health and 30 damage was supposed to go to that arm, 25 of it goes away. But it wouldn't matter if you have one HP in all of your other limbs, um, but it was one out of 35 versus one out of two because you CMS to 27 yeah, times doesn't matter. That's true. The fact that you have the fact that you have one HP in the limb is what's significant. That means yeah. it's going to eat up one fifth or one sixth or one half oh, of the damage. Yeah, yeah. So true. Black, having blacked out limbs is bad. Is yeah. So that's true, actually true, true, true. huge. Because that basically every every limb you have blacked out means that it's you know, you go from having a one out of seven, essentially one out of seven zones yeah. chance of dying to then one out of six to then one out of five to then one out of four to then uh. basically, basically like if you, you know, lose all your limbs except for your chest and your head, you're basically going to get one tapped. Yep. Almost all the time. So that's if true. not two tapped. That's true. It could, it could bring back that conversation of like cms versus survive 12 and stuff like that interesting interesting well that's cool i'm definitely glad we talked about that because i i had no idea what how that went down i just knew that it was like that the pitchforks were coming out that people were freaking out and that you were like borderline invulnerable for for parts in certain cases Dude, in the first raid I played, a dude was spraying me down in customs, and I did like a 180, you know, like, and it was funny because I made some snarky comment like, yeah, leg meta my ass, you know, like, because everybody was every, so everybody was being like, you know, this is going to make leg meta blah, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what the the result is going to be, we have to see all this stuff, and then, so the dude sprayed down my fucking legs, and I literally 180 and shot him like twice, and he died, and I was like, you just got fucking turned on, and then, an hour later is when we find out that's when we did the testing. Yep. And I was like, oh, I survived there because he hit me in the leg and nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. That guy got totally fucking screwed over and I felt I felt pretty bad about it. Yeah. Um, there, there are two other things that I talked to Nikita about really quickly. Okay. Um, he is aware of the fragmentation not occurring when oh. the pin is less than 20. Yeah. So he knows about that. I don't know. I didn't ask a, like a follow-up. Yeah. They're like, are you going to fix it or whatever? Um. So he is, he's known about that. And also he's known about the shoreline exfil. He's known about that for like, he wasn't surprised at least. I don't know how long he's known about that, but he's like, okay. yeah, I know we're aware. <laughs> Man. So, so it's either not a priority or they don't really want to bring it back. Or I, the third option is that, like, it's an annoying thing that, like, maybe Unity will yeah. fix it or, you know, who knows. You know, maybe they ran out of, like, light assets that they could put on the map. And so they're like, we just got to get rid of one bulb. Yeah, let's do it at this one. We got to get rid I'm of ma- one I'm making bulb. Shit up. Yeah. I'm making shit up. But, I like, mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not that. 
it, it's 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 not yeah it's not a big deal but that's funny that's funny um okay so there's a lot there's a lot to go through uh we can first kind of go through the like the because i just know that people it's it's been a really big thing and there was a lot of confusion around the beginning uh, there was the the whole you know quote unquote dynamic loot fence popped up a message that was basically it was super weird the message but it was basically heads up the loot's not where you think it is go find it like I think there were plot holes and like why did all the scavs take the really expensive loot from the locked rooms and then put it somewhere else why didn't they just take it like it was weird people were reading too much into it and it's like look that's that was Nikita texting us all in game and saying and your disbelief yeah the loot is gone like don't worry about it but um and then so there was there was panic mode there was you know I'm I'm looting you know all the keyed rooms and labs and all I have is like a a book and then it was like, this is a weird event. And then Nikita was like responding to people on Reddit saying this is the first in many steps towards dynamic loot. And then people were still calling it an event. And then Nikita came on one of the, the podcasts. I basically pulled out all the information about this from each of the things and just put it here. So he was talking about how this is the first of many changes towards dynamic loot. Uh, he talks about how um, they... He didn't like how like farmable loot was and how predictable loot was specifically. This is very obviously not the final form of dynamic loot, but what they want is, and apparently this is in the game, that loot spawns in more areas now as opposed to specific places. So like if a Ledex spawn was moved from Ultramed, I'm just making this up, to a different store and interchange, the Ledex could spawn anywhere loot can spawn in that store. It's not like, you know, Shoreline 222, there's one shelf, there's two shelves the Ledex can spawn on. Now, in theory, it would spawn anywhere in 222. Like that, oh, that's, what, okay. that's kind of what he was talking about, which I like in theory. I, once again, I don't know how the extent it's in the game. I don't know how well. Well, like, don't, you don't check the shelf. You have to check everything exactly, in the room. Exactly. Because there are a lot of people that, that farm money that like unlock a room and they don't check the room. They run to one shelf and just turn around. And, yeah. the, and the theory would be like you have to check that whole room for that potential spawn. And so now, like, I wonder if like red key card in two eighteen could be like in that green crate. Dude, like, yes, I I don't know. I have no idea. He they also talked about things like the airplane on woods. You could always find like car batteries and stuff out there. Like every once in a while, apparently that's like a a spot now where you can find like good stuff. Oh shit! Um, okay. And as as the days progressed, with people kind of like like freaking out. Um, about the loot we kept getting stuff from like logical solutions about how like a lot of the highest value loot was buffed like the percent spawn chance for that that specific item was buffed in some cases up to 300 percent like ledexes were buffed by 100 percent graphics cards by 50 percent uh golden roosters by 300 percent and then nikita ended up following that up when he was on the community podcast with geeks because the community podcast was the most recent one with geeks and sneaky russian and he was like there's actually more loot in Tarkov, more high value loot in Tarkov right now than there was a month ago. It's just you guys aren't looking for it because you you're we're all very just programmed to like this is my Letic spot, leave, farm it, farm it, farm it. So they moved the loot around, then buffed the loot, but we're really bad looters because and that's not even on us really. That's the game taught us to be really bad looters because the game was set yeah. up in a certain way. So now we just suck at looting. And 
we all need to like uh, just like work on it because there's more loot in Tarkov right now. It's super interesting. interesting. So he was he's been very clear about how this is not the final form of dynamic loot, but that they're testing these exact things. Like, can we make Ledex's? Yeah, I guess that's true. Not bad looters, just efficient at the old method. True, that's a better way to put it. But like, they're just like testing these things out and then seeing what's going to happen. So, like I said, I haven't played for the past few days, so I do not know. I can't speak to it. I was still having fun. Like it happened like two days before I left, and I I was still having fun and finding like okay enough stuff. But it's definitely have they changed moved anything? Around. Have they changed anything in the last? So the the over the last two or three days, has there been like changes every day, or or could I explain like what my experience was in over the last three days, and that would explain? Like I have no idea. No, there have been changes almost daily. Oh, okay. Because I I remember the first day. There was jack shit. There was yes. nothing. Um, like you, you know, I went. I had. It was the day after I had decided to take my the green key card into labs. Oh um, my god! And I did about three hours of labs runs, and I think I got one cheese and one stim in like three hours of green yeah card here's, of runs. So so here's the thing. As I understand it, day one. Because once again, he's he's he said before they buffed the loot, he said, we have not taken any loot out of the game. We just moved where it was. So as I understand it, day one of the change, the same amount of loot was spawning. It was just spawning in places that, according to their heat maps, people never go, ever. So it felt like there was no loot. And then you can go back and we'll like look at like Logical Solutions Twitter. Almost every day for the past few days, he was like, uh, GPUs were buffed by 50%. And then he was like, and then one day it was like huge loot buff. Almost every single high value item in the game got a huge buff. So they moved all the loot around. Nobody was finding it. They buffed the loot. Everybody was still sad that there was no loot. And apparently we're just all running past the super high valuable loot, which I love with the exception of like labs is an interesting conversation to have because like labs is a place where like, that logic might not work. Like it works on woods and interchange and shoreline, but like labs is like locked rooms, the map. You know what it, I mean? It, like it makes sense if the value of the cards comes way, yes. way, way down. Yes. Because the the, the two hundred thousand ruble entrance fee is enough to say if you kill two raiders, you have enough in armor, guns, ammo, and grenades. Yeah. You've made your money back. So if the green key card wasn't five million and yes. instead it was one hundred and fifty thousand, well then it would you Very know be true. worth it. And there's now, a, yeah. now this was the period of time where I was actually I made more money on that first day when there was no loot um, than any single day I played the game. And you want to know <laughs> why? Because I went to labs and nobody was nobody playing was labs. There, yep. And I would run around and I'd end up just grabbing just a bunch of random shit, but I would end up getting some gun attachments and you know one or two stims and then i would kill eight raiders and have my pick of their armor and their weapons and their ammo yep and then i would get out and i could just do that all day long because people were like there's no loot there so i was just fucking printing money yeah yep and it, it was great honestly it was great because it was like my profit is now tied to my like ability to fight Yes. Not my ability to get to a room faster. First, yeah. Hit F on the things on the shelf. And then fight your way and out. And then 
and then fight your way out. Yeah. No, I agree. It's just, it is, it's definitely like an interesting thing. The thing we have to remember is that like this, like th this will happen again and again and again as, as like, like, uh, I don't know if they've increased. I haven't heard anything about them increasing the spawn chance of cards, but I would imagine that the price of those cards on the flea market has to have gone down at least some because the perceived value of those cards are less. And so we have to understand that this phenomenon is going to happen many more times where we view the game this way because this is the game that we're playing. They make a change that, you know, helicopter 10,000 foot view is better than the game. It makes one item for a period of time vastly like disproportionately not worth it. You know, right after they made the change, while the green key cards were still 6 million and there was no loot, judging the change like and how good it is for Escape from Tarkov based on the few days where that is happening is unfair because the player base hasn't adapted to it. Potentially, Nikita might see that and then adjust some spawn chances. You know what I mean? Like when the big changes happen, we kind of have to give it time to to play out and then for them to make those micro adjustments before we just say, oh, well, this is stupid. This key's 50 million. Well, it's 50 million because for the past year, you could make that much money yeah. out of it. If you can't anymore, it won't be 50 million. So, but, but it brought up a lot of interesting conversations. Like I have always thought it was relatively simple, but people freak out in my chat all the time. Like, well, if there's dynamic loot, what is the point of keys? And that's, it's, at least I don't know what they're going to do about it, but it feels very simple to me where it's like, let's say the Ledex has a spawn chance. Uh, I know it's not this simple of like 1% in this medical area, right? Like this key, like ultra med, because it's a med room, it can have a 7% chance. Well, so like, here's that the thing. That feels what, the simple question... to me because like right now there's loot that you can only acquire via locked rooms. So locked rooms seem OP. And then people are like, well, like to me, dynamic loot isn't this the exact same ability to get a high value loot outside of a locked room. It's just an ability to get that high value loot outside of a locked room and a slightly higher chance of getting that loot in a locked room so now the the locked room isn't prohibiting people that don't have the key but it's still a valuable asset to have in your arsenal because you have an increased chance it means that if you spawn on the other side of the map you might check the medical area closer to you instead of just sj6ing and hightailing it to the other side of the map i, I that seems pretty simple to me the the, the, the thing is that like the question you're you're posing there's a fallacy there and it's presupposing one particular definition of dynamic loot. Like the unstated premise when someone says, if loot is dynamic, what's the point of keys? Yeah. The unstated major premise that that person is making is what I mean by dynamic loot is anything can spawn yes, anywhere. That's very true. But who the fuck said that? Yeah. Nobody said yeah. that. Nobody like, said that was the still... definition of dynamic loot. Yeah, it, it doesn't mean that, you know, you're going to open up a fucking medical case and find a slick armor like they're yeah. they're And again, I don't we don't know. But the point is, is that there's a million ways that they could do it. Yeah. And they could make it so that the spawn chances are much higher um, for like the good rare shit in like marked rooms and stuff. Yeah. But there's also a wider range of things that can spawn there. Yeah. Um, and then also a wider range of, of other things that can spawn all over the place. 
So yeah. like the average value, it, it, right? Because right now it's ninety eight percent of the value is in one room yes. or two locked rooms, and then everything else is just two, junk yes. that you know that if you're a scab, you can just pick up bolts and you know get twenty thousand rubles per bolt. I mean, that's the other thing too. Is it like there's value and then there's value, and that, if you could run by ten boxes and and walk by ten bolts and nails or whatever, yeah. and those are twenty thousand rubles. And then you can find one, like a find a fucking factory key and be like, oh, Pog, when the yeah. factory key's worth 50,000 rubles. See, that's the thing. That That is a completely other like side piece to this is that like the the community in large part, not everybody, obviously, fundamentally like views value wrong. They would a lot of times they will sacrifice a 500,000 ruble to a million ruble kit three raids in a row in labs to get the one raid where they looted green room and hope to make three million rubles because that covers the past three raids on labs and may put some potential profit where uh, gingerliness. I don't know if you saw what she's been doing, but praise Lord Nikita for her. What she did over these past few weeks was one of the single greatest things in Escape from Tarkov history. Right now, after the after the Tarkov loot event, where there's no loot, she did her. She said, "I think I can make 100 million rubles in 100 scav runs," and she made 100 million rubles in 98 scav runs. Right now. Like, she'd been doing it for a while. They made the event, and she kept doing it. She just finished, like, last night or something like that. Holy fuck. Yes. Yes, dude. So I, I'm, I'm assuming she went reserve? No, a lot of woods. She said a lot of woods and a lot of reserve. Oh, yeah. A lot of people have been saying, yeah, uh, woods is good. So, like... Because of all the fucking junk. Yes. Because all the junk has the value. A hundred million... I've never had a hundred million rubles ever in my Tarkov career. I've never had that much money. And now, ice can scav every five minutes. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because of scav karma. So it's like, so so we definitely do need to have the conversation about what dynamic loot really means. And we do need to like, it is an important topic to figure out where the high value loot goes, how often it spawns. But as a community, we need to remember that like bolts add up, <laughs> factory keys add up, and and you and you might spend a million rubles finding aletics that you can sell for five hundred thousand rubles. You know what I mean? And so I just thought I was like I was like, dude, go get it. That's so sick, dude. If if you just fill up a pilgrim with bolts, that's three quarters of a million rubles. Yeah, hundred percent. So so there's a lot. There's a lot. She is a beast. She's a beast. So that was, I thought that was really cool. So that's a, that's like a separate thing. It's like, we need to remember that everything has value. You know, guys like Will, Willers, who, when we had him on the podcast, he talked about this long before, before Scav Karma, before the dynamic loot. He talked about everybody's like, bro, how do you make hundred million rubles the first week of the wipe? He's like, I don't quest. I go to the back of interchange and I pick up bolts and elite pliers and, and tape and duct tape. And I loot the filing cabinets and I sell all that. I make 100 really movables. Then I buy my keys and I start farming the high value stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's yep. it's always been the same. The guys who make all the money understand that there's so much more value. And it's one of those things where it's like, I get it. I get why high level players farm high tier loot because it's fun and it's you know, there's almost guaranteed PVP and it's like, why not? But we can't watch that and think that's the only way to make money because then people who are like, not new to the game, but like medium, they have a few hundred hours in. They think that that's, well, I've, I've done the, you know, as my second, third wipe, I guess that's what I do now. And it's like, man, if you just want money, there's ways to do it. If you just want PVP, there's more than that way to do it. You know what I mean? Like if you just, when I was playing 
there was a period of time where I was just I was focusing on trying to to make money because um, I had just done a bunch of science videos and spent all my money and got rid of yeah, all my gear yeah. or whatever. I'm like, all right, I need to spend a couple of days and like you know farm a little bit. Um, but it was like if you spend if you can spend 15 minutes in a raid and in that time period you are just checking everything near you yep. boxes shelves crates whatever and then you make it out you make so much money yep. compared to and that's independent of yep. what you take in with you as long as you're not like tagged and cursed yep it's just avoid any and all combat and survive with 15 minutes worth of anything in your bag anything. and that's and that's infinitely worth infinite more money than if you um you know fill your bag with the best shit you got from a fight that you won in a 1v5 yep. and then the next raid lose the kit and then the next raid win a 1v5 and fill a bag with the best stuff from those people and then lose you're at that point you're like breaking even which is why yep. I'm always at like 100,000 rubles cuz it's like just enough to make a kit and whatever and then you know, yep. but if you just avoid, I mean, I, I ended up going on a couple of servers and, uh, you know, just doing like shoreline night runs. And it was, I literally came across like two people in an eight hour stream yep. and I made like 10 million rubles. Yep. And it was like, <clears throat> in, now in the eyes of Twitch chat, I have transcended and, and become the streamer that they all expected with all the money I've made. When in reality, all I did was just avoid playing the fucking yeah. shooter game. Exactly. And then, yeah. I turned it into Minecraft. It's like, oh, you're a rat and it's this and it's that. But it's like, at the end of the day, yeah, there's just so much more to Tarkov than Shift W. And I have no problem with Shift W. What I do is, uh, like, I've been doing that a lot. I've been just, like, going in interchange SJ6 Shift W because I'm trying to refine my PvP skills. But it's like, if you want to make money, you just survive. And the more competent you get at surviving, the more competent you get at the game, then you can take risks. It's survive, but maybe I can take this fight because, you know, I feel like I'm in a position where I can win it. You know what I mean? And it's... Yeah, so one of the things I was looking at when I was trying to go over this thing, like, because I've, I've, I've asked a bunch of times, I've had this, like, existential crisis around how the fuck do all these people make so much money, you know, whatever... Um, and then th that's when I uh, was the first time I had heard about Hyper Rat, yeah. um, who um, we should probably have on here sometime soon. I was yeah. talking to him and I think he'd be interested. Uh, and I think, you know, people would like having him on here. But I, w I took like three hours and I just watched him play one day. Um, and so there's a couple of things. One, he is very skilled when it comes to PvP. Yeah. Like he's better than me. He'd kill me, whatever. Like that's it, it, nothing. N nothing against his skill and ability because it's yeah. there but the vast majority of the time I and mean, he was making 300 400 million 500 million whatever rubles just the vast majority of the time he was going into interchange gobbling all the shit up and then getting out and not getting into fights except for scavs and the occasional yeah like mid-tier solo dude with an sks and like level three armor yeah so he wasn't fighting 1v4s every single raid and then still somehow making money. Yeah. And again, I, I, I you know, didn't do the analysis, you know, of, of the course, full yeah. thing. But I just said, like, okay, let me, I'm going to watch a little slice and see if I can extrapolate. And it was like, oh, he got in three fights. Yeah. One, of, one or two of which he lost. But then the other raids, he just filled his fucking bag with shit and got out. Yep. Yep. So it's that simple.
It's that simple. Yep. Loss, like, death is such, like, people just, yeah, don't understand how much death is such, like, such a negative and a profit. You know what I mean? Like, if you die with 600,000 rubles worth of gear, then you, like, it's just like, and you die a few raids in a row, it's, you're so deep in a hole, like, survival at any cost, running away from fights, maybe not going to that locked room because you hear shots over there going around this way and hitting filing cabinets instead. It might not be sexy to some people, but it's profit. And if you can, and you can use that, you can, you can take a weekend and farm up a bunch of money and then you can attack and try to get better at PVP and play some labs and, and run, run towards the shots. But like just learning that and learning how to do that effectively means that you have achieved Tarkov financial freedom because you, you then gear fear goes away because you know, you could spend a few days farming up money because you know how to do that. And that's just surviving and running and, and away from so fights. The- and I guess the the question is, and and I'm not, I don't want to like sway this, you know, in a way that works for me. But I guess like, is that? And I, maybe I'll have to ask Nikita. Is that what he wants? I guess yeah. so. Like, if if you were to go in and really role play as a military contractor, yeah. and you know, not not shift W whatever, but like really immerse yourself in the tactics and the combat. Yeah. Um. I wonder if like if he'd be okay. So if you if you do that, right, a guy who gets involved in like, you know, using voice comms and he's immersed and he's, you know, doing like the smoke, whatever, this guy or over here, this guy who he picks the most dead server in the time zone that he could avoid all possible people goes night times and on this a particular map to avoid everybody so that he can survive. Yeah, because that's what we're supposed to do is survive. It's like, well. Yes, but at the same time, it, it's like survive, but in there's a difference between surviving when there's no threats and surviving when you're yeah. surrounded by threats. So the thing is, is that the guy who gets in a fight and has to use, you know, even if he has a 75% yeah. survival rate, is going to lose so much more money than the dude who avoids all combat sure. whatsoever and, you know, effectively hatchet runs. Yeah. And I just wonder if that's like. But I'm not saying, yeah, and I'm not saying that that's, like, the point of the game. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying, like, when people are, like, it's so hard to make money. It's, like, if if your goal of Tarkov is making money, it's not hard. You're just, or it's not necessarily easy. It's just not as hard as you think it is. You just might be looking at it wrong. If you want to immerse yourself into what Tarkov is, then that's very much so the smoke. That's, like... You know, you're going into populated servers, you're going daytime, you're picking battles you feel like you can win, you're avoiding battles you feel like you can't win, you're looting everything, like, but it's just, that just depends on what, that depends on, well, yeah, what, what the external forces of the game are pushing you to via the quests, the storyline quests, and, 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 like, and incentivizing the other things, and it's what you want out of the game, right, like, because you could do that, you could do that, right, with, like, a, with, like, a battle royale, like, with Apex Legends, if, if, you know, if you survival is it, then you could drop, and like hide Sit in a closet and, and just as, and keep going the zone and people do that, but that's not by and large how people play apex, because even though that would net them a higher win rate, there's this subconscious thing where it's, it's like, I want to fight, you know what I mean? You know? So, so when people just, when they, when they pull the, the vertical slice of like, it's impossible to make money in Tarkov, that's when I'm like, survive, survive, survive. But if you're like, I'm a few wipes in and I just don't know what to do, it's like, all right, like, go play the game. Go try and pick fights you wouldn't normally pick. Try and learn. Try and do this. And So I, I guess I guess my question is, like, 
if Nikita has like a vision for what he really wants yeah. people to play like, I would almost then challenge him to say, well, then how, how could how can you motivate people yes. to play that way by rewarding that exactly. whether or not it's and, and I, this is it's it becomes a lot more complicated because you're talking about this abstract kind of thing. Yes. Maybe it's your KD is 50 percent. And your survival rate is 50% and you like get involved in combat and you kill people, but you die sometimes like, and then, and then, you know, fence will give you a weekly stipend based on how many things you've killed you yeah. know, or whatever, right? Like, there's, there's cool game design things you could do to basically say you haven't been the quote unquote rat and you haven't been the quote unquote Chad. You've been the immersive Tarkov player yeah. that we want you to be here's a way to incentivize that kind of play by effectively. I mean, the only way you're going to incentivize anything is money in the game. Well, yeah, there's a, there's like, there's a lot of who knows how they're going to do it, but there's like a lot of ways they could do it. Like dailies and weeklies are a way, like you don't have to do this quest, but if you want this money as a reward or this XP as a reward or this case as a reward, you know, we're pushing you to, you know, maybe get into some more fights and then next week it's to do this or do that. Um, the the side quests, the events. He's talked a lot about wanting it to be dynamic and more events. Uh, you know, events where like I, I had always said this before. Like, imagine, remember when they did the dehydration event? Imagine they do the dehydration event. If you're out, your hydration crushes, but there are like airdrops that are like already on the map, like not actually coming in, but like where there's like a bunch of, so the day two of the event therapist is sold out of water. She doesn't have any, it's not spawning. Well, it's like, you don't have to engage in it. And so like, there's a lot of cool things they could do to like encourage, but not require you to like engage in the game in a different way this week, than next week, if they wanted to. Um, yeah. And all, and all these events have, have I, I, this, I, I forgot this earlier. This is what I wanted to say. Um, the events have, like, all of these little changes all the time, they do a really great job of yep. the things that you only used to experience in the first week of the wipe, which was there's a wipe coming and there's a bunch of new quests. So everybody's like, we don't know what things have value. And then once the wiki comes out around, yeah. like, you need bolts <laughs> on day seven, so then people start collecting bolts or whatever. Yep. Now it's like tomorrow the thing you the tomorrow tape measures could be the most yes. expensive thing in the game. Yeah. We don't know. So now it's almost like you, like I kind of want to fucking grab everything and fill up scab exactly. junk boxes and just it's fill so them. Good. I think the more they do events like this, it's so good for the game because it's like exactly tape measures could be the best thing, but then the event isn't around long enough so that it becomes the new meta. It's just like a few days where everything gets shaken up. It's like, Oh crap. The guys who are like, I have a scavenger box full of random crap. I think of like 14 tape measures. You guys get ahead and you either get to make a bunch of money or get an item that's maybe exclusive. Like, like I, I like that because you can play as the status quo and just do this and, and PVP and be good at it and loot and be good at it. But there are ways where they can like for the pay, for the people that want it. Yep. Um, okay. So, so the next thing, so pretty, uh, I think like right after we filmed our podcast last week, Thursday, Friday or Saturday or something like that, they tweeted out, it was a Reddit thread and they also tweeted out everything. Um, and I have it pulled up and he basically, they basically said, hello everybody. It's been a long time without a status report. Uh, it's not meant that we do nothing on the country. We are so immersed in the colossal volumes of work that we just don't have time to exhale. Here's a report on what's going on. So the next four patches 
uh, they basically outlined 1211.5 is just going to be fixes and optimizations. 1211.6 is going to be the Unity 2019 and DLSS support. After 1211.6 is 12.12. This is interesting because as of now, this was the list of 12.12. Lighthouse, Daily Quests, Inertia, VoIP, New Weapon Malfunctions, and more guns. That's a lot. Let's say if all of that makes it in, that's the single biggest patch since point twelve. Which point twelve was when it all point twelve, two months later they did drops and and everything, and Tarkov became the Tarkov we have today. That's the biggest patch. Inertia and we have we have talked at length about how VoIP could single-handedly change how every player interacts with the game, how inertia could single-handedly affect how every single player-to-player action happens in the game. In addition to new types of weapon malfunctions, which you can love or hate those, daily quests, and a new map. That's a lot. That's a lot of shit. So I read that, and I said, cool, 12.12 will happen in june you know what i mean i was like i was like cool that's of a lot 2022 yeah, i was like that's a lot of stuff but there's no way we get it this year let's pause on that he said 12.12 so after that will be 12.12.5 where they then do an optimization pass and an improvement pass on like 12.12 which makes sense uh before we talk about it, this the tweet continues and he says um other intermediate patches will have hotfixes, visual improvements, and partially par- parts of that will be pushed to the early test servers. Three new modules will be added to the anti-cheat system to increase the anti-cheat reaction time and overall cheat detection speed. It's a hot topic right now. Although we did great progress on this issue the past few weeks, the war is not over. More events, more podcasts, more related activities. And then he ends it with saying, the next four months will be pretty hard and important. We need to provide you with a lot of important fixes, changes in content. Actions speak louder than words. Take care. So I was like, man, you ended that on the next four months. So I was like, in the back of my head, I'm like, are you trying to say that all four of those patches are going to happen before December? Christmas, basically. Before Christmas. And then I don't remember if it was the Russian podcast or the community podcast. I think it was the community podcast where he did confirm that, that the plan as of three days ago was all four of those patches happen this year and he was saying that all four of the patches are being worked on consecutively like there's teams on the coming hotfix there's teams that have been working with unity for a really long time there's obviously the guys that are working on lighthouse he said voip is almost ready he said inertia is about to go to ets so all four of those patches are being worked on simultaneously and 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 i want so badly to believe it you know what I mean? But we'll see. We'll see. It could be a really big year if it happens, right? I feel like the more words I say, the less yes. likely it is to happen. I get it. Remember, <laughs> remember, what was it? Six months ago, the podcast started with me being like, dude, I'm calling it. Streets is coming out this year because I was confident because that's what they said. And I was confident in what they said. So I carry a healthy amount of skepticism for this as well. Um but what's like, I guess it's not necessarily my opinion. What I find interesting is that like at the beginning of the year, we had, you know, Streets was coming out this year. And then they were like, Streets isn't coming out, but Lighthouse is for sure coming out this year. And then 
before these past few days, the last time we had heard from Nikita, Nikita seemed apprehensive that Lighthouse was going to come out this year. And then he comes back and hits us with the, the confidence again after the apprehension that it's coming out this year. Um, now, later on on the community pass, they talk a lot about Lighthouse and it's looking like they're going to break that map up too, which is once again, oh, I missed that. once again, every map has, has come in and then been expanded, right? Like, so it's like not that crazy that that's what they're thinking. Yeah. But but the the big the big takeaway here is the just the sheer size of twelve point twelve if they get it all in, you know what I mean? Like that like that will be like people people talk about like that'll be a pre post moment. People talk about pre and post flea market like two different games. People talk about pre and post drops like two different games. If all that is in there, whether they mess it up or not, if all of those things are in one patch, that will be like a, did you play pre or post 12-12? Like, you know what I mean? That's a completely different video game we're talking about with Inertia and VoIP and Daily Quests, and that's a big deal. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Veritas is like, I'm not saying a word about this. That's fine. That's fine. So, so then, then Nikita did a hopped on a Russian podcast, which was translated by many people, but you know, sneaky Russian does a lot of the times as well. Uh, they talked about dynamic loot. We already talked about that. He hit this again, which you will find, uh, wonderful as I did that the plan is still open world and that basically they're like once streets is in the game that that will be like a focus like they're like not really working on it until streets uh but when even just hearing even just the fact that he's saying that that's still the plan for me is exciting i know people are like oh no open world whatever i want it and he says it so i'm excited uh i wonder how did did we learn how big streets was if it was like bigger than all the maps combined or bigger something? than all the maps combined because if you think about it like if they can get streets to run they can do open world yeah then it's it's he, he actually One, said on then two streets can do it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he actually said on this podcast that they are considering if they have trouble getting it running, Tarkov having two maps, streets of Tarkov and all the other maps we have combined. Like if they can't get it to run, that they would just split it up into two maps. Mm -hmm. Um who knows? Interesting. Who knows? Uh but but open world is still the plan. Sick. They, they talked in the Russian podcast about when Streets comes out before Open World, he was saying that the map will be so big that you, you wouldn't be able to loot all of it or even close to all of it if you had every second of the raid. It's impossible. So they're considering PMC infills, infills mid-raid, um, which is, to me, a good idea if you want Open World eventually. You need to test that system out somehow, right? Like, if you want Open World, Open World can't be like six billion instances of this giant open world map because every time there's a like you know what i mean like you couldn't yeah, yeah. you couldn't do that you would have to have infills so the fact that they're already kind of forward thinking on that and like going to be testing that out potentially on streets if i'm assuming then it has a longer raid time they're talking about that so that's pretty interesting um they've talked a lot about karma and like how they're super excited about how that's like evolving and that there's still a lot of work to do they talked about like having like bounty hunters come for people with really bad karma kind of like the event that's going on right now um and that good head max karma I'm really like 5.6 or something that's sick finally uh and that good karma and bad karma will have pros and cons 
Uh, he was saying that they might change how the stashes work, the Jaeger stashes. He was saying similarly, he doesn't like how farmable they are. So he was saying that like they might, they might become a thing that like might spawn in. Like they have, like you they should just make those. I mean, I don't know. I was rather than have like fifteen spots, there should be like two hundred spots, and yeah. it grabs randomly fifteen. So like you can't always run to that rock yes. and find the stash. You would have to like notice it and come across it that's kind of what he's saying though is that maybe not increasing it up to like 200 potential spots but like maps like shoreline have like 45 secret stashes so maybe 12 of them spawn in and it's like you can kind of check but you don't know if something's going to be there uh but that wasn't like super set in stone that was just something he was talking about um and it could do that just by literally having like take all the spawn chances of shit and just cut it in half inside of the jaeger stashes then they wouldn't yeah. have to make the Jaeger stashes be dynamic because yeah. the, the loot it's inside just them. them are empty. Yeah. Um. Oh, he talked about airdrops again, and he said airdrops. He said this: the airdrop system is done. They're just not going to implement it until streets, and that then they will decide if they want to bring it to other maps. And he said there will be huh. two different types of airdrops. There will be chances that once the raid begins that an airdrop would spawn in in a certain spot uh, that are just like static ones you could stumble upon and there will be airdrops that come in on planes and he he specifically mentioned how it's like rust how there's like there is no indicator there's no like ping that everybody gets that says airdrop is coming in if you notice the plane then you just look up and see a parachute yes, and you're like oh shit then go run after it you know what i mean which i like um so i thought that was cool how like both of those things could happen because once again i'm a big proponent that like those static airdrops the like oh one must have just happened are such a great way to move people around once again he's talked at length many times about how they look at the heat maps of player movement and like oh you know if we get a fence message and it's like an airdrop has has you know on the that little village on woods it's like you know we'd all be freaking running there you know what i mean like to check it out so i think stuff like that could be really cool um they talked about maybe adding another type of bleed, which kind of makes sense because they've teased a lot of like really big boy medical stuff that we don't have in the game yet. Like the big old gauze injectors and a bunch of stuff that we have like work in progress material for, but we've never, we don't need because we just use the tourniquets for everything. Um, overheating and new malfunctions soon. They teased on their Twitter and have been talking about this a lot. There was a PM pistol with a, I'm not a, I don't know. I'm Chad. Don't hate me. I'm not a gun guy, but like, the casing getting stuck in like it doesn't eject because as the slide comes back and then comes forward, it, it catches the casing. So oh, the that's the stovepipe stovepipe. That was, yeah. Yeah. So like they, there's a picture of a PM pistol with a stovepipe. Um, so, well, you know that in the, the history of my history of Tarkov video, the, yes, those have been pre, in the game. Yeah. The pre alpha, they should, they had those animations yeah. in the game. In, in, for the in, stovepipe. Yeah, in the video that I did on uh, when the weapon malfunctions came out, I found a really old clip of a Val getting it like that and a whole animation to, like, get rid of it. And I was saying, like, they they got rid of the old... That would only happen when a weapon was at, like, 10 durability or under, which was never. And then they took yeah. the animation out. So those are coming back. Um, he talked about this on a few, so I'll just bring it up once, but he talked about it on multiple of the podcasts he did where he said, he's like, I love casuals playing the game but 
he said something to the effect of, but like the game doesn't like casuals. He's like, I'm down with anybody playing my game, but the game is only going to get harder from here. So just be aware. It's like what he said, basically. <laughs> he was like, starting now, the changes will basically just progressively make the game harder and harder. And, and, and I, and this is a, don't shoot the messenger. You know what I mean? I'm sure some of the changes will make them harder for the sake of making them harder. And some of the changes will fit really well and be rewarding to overcome. I'm not the reason why the, guy, the you reason know what I mean? why Tarkov is Tarkov is because it's not made for mass appeal. Yeah. And it's not built for maximizing sales and profit and in app purchases. And so like you you kind of have to like accept yes that that they're committing to that vision that they had way before the game blew up and when they thought the game would never blow up like like Nikita used to say in back in 2017 like my game's not for everyone and so if everybody tries to play it it's not his fault that it does exactly well it is his fault but it's he it's doing exactly what it was intended to do which was be yeah. a game that wasn't for everybody. So he's like, it's cool that everybody's trying it and more people than he thought would try it and like it, but it's just not for everybody. Um, but a bit about arena is full steam work in progress, but they do not want to talk about it. And that happened again. So that was on the Russian podcast. And then on one of the English podcasts, somebody asked about it and he basically said the same thing. He's like, we are full steam ahead working on arena, but I'm not, I don't want to talk about it. So hmm. at one point he said arena was coming out this year. I don't think that we should count on that, but like at one point he thought it was close enough. So it might be something that we can see like come to the game next year. You know what I mean? They're they're They've been working on it for a while. You know what I just thought of, which would be fucking unbelievable. You know, in uh is it Warzone? There's like the gulag. Yes. So imagine if I'm just thinking from a, this is like the scientist in me. You know how often I spend watching people just like walk and stuff. Imagine if you're like up on a balcony that's caged off and you're looking down at like a, an the arena. arena? But like a, seeing two people from the top or whatever fight, I just I want to see someone like Willers but from the third person yeah, fighting yeah. somebody like just see the movement and the because you would see the desync and yeah. the stutters and you That'd know I a, just think it would be like we'd have a different perspective on Tarkov if you could see a fight behind glass bro you know sit down in your hideout and you tune in to like arena tv and it just like pulls up full screen and you get to like watch arena like matches. those fucking overhead how the in football now they have like the cameras yeah, that are yeah. on like the fucking drones or whatever and if it was just like you just oh, watch man. arena tv that would be really funny um <laughs> that would actually be really funny um arena Weapon malfunctions. Oh, by the way, speaking of weapon malfunctions, all weapon malfunctions for every ammo was reduced by 50% last week. So just like you will get 50% less malfunctions. So if you hated yeah, those, the first, then that's the first nice. mouse click I had of the first stream of the first Tarkov I played after that change. I went click sick, <laughs> sick. That's so. But then after that, I after that I've I maybe get like one a day. Yeah. Um. But I'm getting I'm actually starting to get really good at like I know I always have a mental picture of how many bullets are in a bag, right? Yeah. So like if I'm like okay, I know I'm like low, so I'll reload. There are times where I go and I'm like must have been yeah must a have been a malfunction. So it's yep. 
Um, so now I'm it's I'm getting you know the tap rack and bang kind of thing much faster. It's becoming you know more of a yeah something that you kind of like train for. Yeah, for sure. Um, he apparently bolt action's got a buff where they increase the velo- like every bolt action barrel got a velocity increase or something like that. Were they listening to our podcast like a month ago? Yeah, what were you talking about? yeah. I mean that's what that's what I've said and and uh, like. It happened to the barrels if the gun has more than one barrel, like Mosin's. But if it didn't, it just happened to the base stat of the gun. Hmm. Um, Weird. I wonder if that made a fucking difference at all. Yeah. Dude, who knows? Uh, after 12.12, there'll be a completely new graphics overhaul. Like, eventually. Not, like, right after. Eventually. They're going to work on a graphics overhaul. And he talked about, like, they would love to include seasons as a part of that. But that might oh be God, something. I want winter. Yeah. Winter Tarkov. But they might... He talked about how, like, if they were like the reason that they're apprehensive is because if they want to do it, they want to do it Tarkov. Like, like the like they would need to figure out how to animate snow falling on the gun, resting like raindrops do. Like, you know what I mean? And like wiping. The, they want to do snow falling the visor. in, collecting inside of the yeah, the stovepiped fucking chamber of the thing. What would happen with the snow? It would make a look. They would do all of that. You know, fucking Kiba would be all. Percent. And 100%, which is why they're considering making that just like a later thing to do when DLC comes out. But they're considering doing it closer as well. Stovepipe uh, Snow Cones. More Stovepipe Snow Cone. That's a great name for a band. Stovepipe Snow Cones. Or a song. Writing that down. Um, he said there's going to be your PMC is going to make more noises and, and get staggered more when getting shot at eventually, uh, effectively increasing aim punch in a way, like if you're stagger more and stuff like that, um, they want at least, Oh, he, he basically talked about trying to create like a vertical, like, like rushing to a vertical slice of Tarkov being done. He talked about this for a while on the Russian podcast. And he was saying that like, a priority for them is to get at least a part of every major feature that's left in, then do an optimization pass on it. And they were talking, it seemed once again, Russian podcast translated, it seemed like they were talking about that in the context of having newer players get a better expectation set of what the game will be. Cause we've talked about mm-hmm. that a lot where like, you play the game as it is, you immerse yourself in the game as it is, you get really used to the game as it is, and then changes seem aggressive and they seem it's like a completely new game. So he, he kind of, he talked about how they would lo- they're trying to basically get like some sort of piece of every major feature in uh, to, to, so you can kind of have a better understanding of how this game is going to play out. Hmm. Which makes sense to me. I don't obviously don't know schedules or how that works, but that makes sense to me. That seems like a good idea it seems like a honestly. good idea um because you also i mean from a software architecture standpoint like you're it's you're basically setting the foundation of yes of the house at the beginning so then everything makes sense even though all of the rooms are empty and you yes. have to put up scaffolding you at least like you can walk know. in and get a sense of the floor plan and you can be yep. like i bet this is going to be a bedroom as opposed to just four walls, and inside those four walls is an immaculate bathroom, and the sinks and everything, it's perfect, and then you're just and like... there's four doors, and you're yeah, like, more coming. Exactly, and you're like, is this a hotel bathroom? Is this a home bathroom? Is this a townhouse bathroom? Nobody knows what game we're playing. We're all just like, this is a sick bathroom. 
That's a, yeah. Dude, our analogies are top tier. Um, all right, we can blaze through some of this stuff. Clean did a podcast. Uh, he was asked about like an after action report, you know, being able to play raids back after they're over, over. He's been asked about that multiple times. He said they're looking into bringing that to arena first because those are going to be quicker matches, I'm assuming, you know what I mean, than a 40-minute or a 50-minute thing. And then he said they'll basically see how that works and then potentially bring that to Tarkov. Interesting stuff here. He talked about, we've, we have heard him say other times, like, eventually there will be a patch that they're calling advanced animations. And, like, there's going to be an advanced animation patch. Well, he talked about that a little bit. There's going to be unconscious states. There's going to be vaulting. There's going to be climbing. There's going to be main hand switching your weapon. He's some... Wait, wait, vaulting? Yeah. Last I heard, he was like, no, we're not doing fucking vaulting. Dude. Vaulting is... Dude, that is... An insane... I believe it. Technical hurdle. I believe yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's like literally everything, everything, the all the environments and the character and the animation and the interactions and everything I'm now right. has to now has to be interactive and, believe and work and not be broken. That's fucking huge, I know. dude. I know. I, I, I am merely a messenger. Uh, main hand switching, vaulting, climbing, ladders, uh, Something he called advanced blind fire. Uh, the, abil- the ability to heal others. And are you ready for this one, Pop Bob? We talked about this. Advanced stealth mechanics and the ability to slowly open doors and, and a yep. bunch of stuff like that. Like aim down sights yes. slower or like reload slower. Yeah, I'm, yes. I'm fucking looking forward to that. That's going to be sick. So obviously, who knows? This advanced animations patch could be years away. It could be right around the corner. It could encompass some of these, all of these, or none of these things. But that's what he was talking about. Uh, He talked about there's going to be more than one type of unconscious state where, like, sometimes you'll just wake up on your own and some unconscious states that will require external help. Um, I was thinking about that the other day about... um... Because, like, as a solo player, the unconscious state, to me, is meaningless. Like, I'm basically dead. And that was always assuming that, like, you need a defibrillator or something to bring you back. But I'm just thinking about, like, imagine if when somebody goes down, if they still have a really shallow heartbeat and, you know, whatever, you could go up, you could loot them, grab their shit and haul out of there. And not know without without know that they were you know and then they would come to kind of thing. There's, um, dude, I mean that would be a weird experience because what you'd basically have to do as a player is sit and look at a black screen for a minute and a half and just hope that you don't hear the one tap. Yeah, because that's the other thing is that you'd kill somebody and then you'd have to stand over everybody and go pop right in the forehead, yes. pop right in the forehead, pop right in the forehead. But that's kind of sick. As long I as mean, yeah, as long as you don't have to. Like, if you give the player the option where it's like, you got shot, it says you are unconscious, and I hit escape and commit suicide. Like, as long as you don't force the player to sit there for three minutes and just wait to bleed out. If, th- they, don't, if they don't force you to stay in a raid and you leave and die instantly, yeah. then they shouldn't do it exactly. when you... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. As long as that, as long as I can take the L there and it doesn't count as like a lefty action, like, I, like he won, I died, I'm going to leave the loot behind. But... Then, if you wanted to, think about some of these situations. Think about how many times you pop a guy and then get into another fight and then player scavs come and then you get into another fight and you forgot to loot that. You go to the end, you're like, oh, that was that first guy. Imagine that first guy didn't die. What if you wake up and you have all your stuff and you're like, shoot, and you just run out 
Second. Imagine you wake up and everything's been taken except for your pistol. Yeah. And there's like a scab going through your backpack. Hey, like, dude, wah, you know, dude, oh, exactly. Imagine another thing. How many times have you got Fucking a zombie? Dude. How many times have you got a guy with a nade and didn't know till after? Nades are a great thing that would make you unconscious if you were close enough to the blast, but maybe like would you not, didn't get some, you out. some yeah. shrapnel. Like imagine waking up in a bush and you still hear dudes fighting in dorms. And the last thing you heard was a grenade go off. And you're like, yo, he didn't know he got me. And you heal up like, okay, dude, w imagine if could be cool. Think about a mechanic that would reward you for not killing a yeah. player and it could it could even be karma like yes. maybe if you if you incapacitate somebody um and you don't kill them you get like plus karma or something so that means that you're basically saying i'm gonna take all your shit it's almost like you're holding them a hostage like in daisy where it's like i'm gonna tie your hands behind your back i'm gonna take your stuff and i'm not gonna kill you you would in tarkov you need an incentive yeah you're, there needs to be some artificial incentive because it's not role play enough like daisy i yeah. think um but but then, I mean, think about how the, the only downside is what's the fucking experience like when you're the unconscious one? Because you really need like five minutes of unconsciousness. Yeah, I, I'm going to I'm not going to not hit escape and then leave. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I agree. I agree that there's like lots of questions and, and faction karma and PMC karma definitely raise more questions than answers. But he was talking about that in the context of like, the advanced animation. So like imagine being able to like heal somebody, you know what I mean? Like you can like take their stuff, but then heal them and potentially get some sort of like reward for, yeah, like you were saying, not killing them or, or helping them or something like that. Or VoIP even like if you wake up and you're, you know, you don't have like this, what we're talking about is coming way after VoIP and inertia. And so like, so like the game could slowly evolve to be more and more role play E and then like these animations could be a part of that. You know what I mean? Like one of my first, yeah. I was talking to deadly. I was playing with deadly. We we're talking about Daisy and we were talking about how different it is. There is no incentive not to kill in Daisy. There's no karma. There's no traitors. There's no nothing. The very first time I played Daisy, you know, I was like, I found out the hard way. You don't spawn with your friends. You have to meet them up somewhere. You know what I mean? And I was on my way. I'd looted up. I had a bunch of stuff and I got shot at and I went unconscious and I was like, oh, I'm going to die because I only played Tarkov and it's kill on site. Everything I told, I told Desmond, I was like, I'm going to die. And then I woke up and I was handcuffed and all my stuff was gone. And I was like, why didn't they kill me? And he was like, I don't know. And I was like, this because is it's, cool. It's, it's, it's and, a and way. It's actually wiggle. way more evil. Yeah, it's way more evil, yeah. dude. So you wiggle. I wiggled my way out of my handcuffs, and I was like, "All right, I'm basically a freshie from here." And exactly, it didn't have to be this grand. Ah, yes, they were rewarded with the finest of ammunition. It was just like I don't know. I didn't. Why not? I just want to take your stuff. They left me like a like a piece of meat, a raw piece of meat to eat. You know what I mean? And it was like, oh, that's evil. Because now if I want to live, I got to eat the raw meat. Like stuff like that. So, so you know, you know what the worst. I think oh, it no, could sorry. be cool. I just I think it could potentially be cool. How, how shitty does it feel when you have like nine nine five and it bounces off of like a face, like a shattered face mask? Yeah. Imagine if that knocked you out cold. Exactly. Like it knocked you over and you and you had no like your HP was full, but you were unconscious. Yeah. Dude, imagine using melee weapons instead of guns to, like, finish kills. You know what I mean? You walk up and you switch to the melee to, like, finish so it's silent. You know what I mean? Oh, dude. I mean, 
you know what? Holy shit! Wait, this. I mean, this. This is probably beyond their pay grade. Um, but you know how shitty it is sometimes. Where like, if you're in a doorway and you're ready for the guy and you know he's coming and you were hiding and you were sneaky and they have no idea you're there. And usually what happens is they shift W through the door and you both just hip fire yeah. a million bullets into each other and one person lives. Imagine if there was a way that like if they got close to you, you hit a button and it was like like in um, a lot of the, the games where, you know, like Battlefield, where if you're behind somebody, it like does a cutscene almost where it would kill them. Imagine you're you're like standing behind the filing cabinet in factory and a dude comes up and you could just fucking go up and break his neck or whatever like they, that would that would get, fix a lot of the annoying close quarters bullshit fights dude he 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 as i understand it he specifically mentioned that as part of the advanced stealth was slowly opening doors and takedowns um obviously i don't know how that is because like you don't it's it was the same thing with the original door opening animations getting stuck in that animation sucks so if it's yep. like if it's a .mov file where it's like oh you know you thing and you break his neck and you pull him down like it would just suck to get and stuck in that. Exactly, exactly. But he did mention that. I mean, it might just be like like you could do it. Should it should just be one of those like knife to the fucking well, windpipe. Exactly. You know? When you double tap V, you do a quick strike where you drop your gun and you just whap and then you pull your gun back up. It could be something that like that. That should knock you to the ground. Exactly. It could be a proximity. If you're within a proximity and you double tap V, he drops the gun, does a, like, you know what I mean? Like the knife, then it could pull up like a one second dot MOV slice, and then you've got your gun back up. You know, just a real quick takedown that would fit without being this, like, huge animation that you get locked into. That would be old, so sick. Dude, um, fucking god now i'm thinking about how sick this would be it's this almost feels like telltale game kind of like you yeah, know it's like yeah, yeah. F kind of thing but at the same time imagine if someone comes around the corner this they surprise you they get the jump on you and they hit the button you know let's say it's fucking like a j on the keyboard if you're able to respond fast enough and hit j you like buffet it off and then now you're both looking at each other like what now and then pick, pull the gun <laughs> out. like they have you have a way to yeah. respond to it where if you can react fast enough to the knife coming at you you can fucking grab it that would be and then, insane like, you know it, oh that would be so sick dude that would be that would be insane that would be insane because you don't what you don't want is an uncounterable. Yeah. You hit one button and you kill the guy. Yeah. I would want it to be like you attack the guy and what that does is the surprise knocks them on the ground and they have to like, you know, kick up their gun or whatever. Yeah. So at least like if you have a shitty gun, if you have a Taws and there's a dude with an alt in there, if you can kick them, get them on the ground, then you have enough time to go bah, bah, yeah. you know, and yeah. maybe kill them. So it actually gives you like some way of it gives you an John advantage Wicking. but not an instant victory yeah yeah 100 percent. that'd be cool Just another tool you know another arrow for the quiver yeah so the advanced animations could be pretty sick um it was cool they said that they have a they have an unreleased gun that's like ready to be in the game and by unreleased i mean like it's not out in real life yet that they worked with this the developers of this gun and the developers like allowed them to model it early and the developers asked them to just wait until it's released to put it in the game. So like nice guy was saying he thinks it's Kalashnikov because like they're over there all the time. Like if you go to like their Instagram, like they're always hanging out with those guys. So it might be some of the new AKs. The um, BK 47. <laughs> yeah. Um, inertia. They talked specifically about inertia on cleans podcast saying it's going to be on ETS soon. 
and he said it will be significant. He said uh, weight will obviously play a factor, and it will affect all of your character's animations, even like ADSing and stuff like that. So my prediction is that the uh, Tarkov community will implode. Similar, uh, basically exactly like the weight system. It will come out. Uh, the game will, you know, everybody will say that they ruined the game. The game is over. They'll tone it back a little bit. People will get used to it. Then they'll tone it back up, and we'll find something else. Dude, to play I, that's my I prediction. interviewed... I interviewed Will Willers um, because I'm trying to interview a bunch of OG Tarkov players from way back in the day who played at the beginning of like alpha, you know, pre-alpha alpha days. Yeah. And one of the things that was the clearest as clear as day that was almost unanimous from everybody that was there watching was like the old Tarkov movement. It was ugly and jittery and whatever, yeah. but you it they had like it was functionally like it had inertia yeah you couldn't just run an ads instantly because you'd run and when you'd stop you kind of slide yeah like stutter a little bit and it was it was annoying but it was functionally the same thing which is when you stop running you can't aim instantly yeah um and that's part of what when you look at all the old footage that's part of what made the gameplay so different then if you look at it you're like nobody is running Literally nobody is holding shift unless they're running from like cover to cover from an explosion. Yeah. Everybody is walking along pathways slowly. And but the thing is, is that because if you see somebody off in the distance, it's whoever can get on target faster. Yes. And when it takes three seconds to stop, pull your gun up and aim it at somebody. The guy who was running is at a way disadvantage. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, that could it could be huge and here's the thing yeah i really want to fucking finish i have a lot going on and i'm going to be gone for almost a week next week mm. um or the week after that I, i'm going on to arizona uh with nice. uh with my wife on vacation oh, yeah. um but uh but i really want to make some more progress with episode two of history of tarkov because i think what it will do is it'll say I mean, even the, the original stuff I did, a bunch of old footage where everybody was like, old Tarkov looked better. Like, the, <laughs> the, the, all the new players were like, wait, why does all these things, like, look, you know, better or look different or whatever? Yep. It's not necessarily that I want to say, like, Tarkov sucks now. No. But it's basically, like, I think I'm going to make a bunch of people who never experienced it fall in love with the game the way the, way the game was before and then Inertia, maybe pitch yeah. it as, this is where inertia is going to go. This is So that people will see it as... It's not just there to ruin the experience exactly. for new people. It, it's that's a great. It, it makes the game better for everybody, and here's and why. Showing is always better than telling. So if you can do that through your video in some way, then that gets a lot of people on board. The other thing is that, like, he's made it very clear on several occasions that this will be on the ETS. Now the ETS is very clearly and very strictly on an NDA. But if you are really interested in like participating in the development of this game then you can like request access from the launcher, hop on the ETS, provide feedback. Like I do not believe that it is there right now because he said it was coming soon, but like this is this is going to be this is what we all say we want all the time, which is like let's test a feature and then make it better. So it's like do the thing. You know what I mean? So I'm I am incredibly excited, incredibly excited for for inertia. Um, and I'm, I'm sure that it'll need some tinkering like many of the other features that have come to the game have needed. Um, and last but not least, we can blitz through the community podcast with geeks and sneaky Russian. And I think 
Sigma, I, I'm, I'm not sure, 100%. But uh, Tarkov TV Live, the official dev podcast coming soon, soon. No date. Uh, he again on this talked about how all four patches will be coming this year. Um, he actually specifically called out that they are aware of like the cycle of panic that happens in the community. Like when they upload changes, they just wait a few days before they like start taking <laughs> super actionable feedback, unless it's from somebody who likes providing a very specific thing, like a bug in the health thing. But, um, because they're aware of how, you know, we all eventually get used to something. Uh, they, they talked about how the Omnicron container might come in 12.12. Which is uh was I think was originally pitched as a three by three, so a gamma, but then a space and a one by three, so it's the same amount of slots as a kappa, but broken up, and that could sit maybe where the old kappa was as something to work towards, and then you can you know get to seventy one and maybe get kappa. People can stop whining. Yeah, maybe. Uh, more events. He talked about interesting events like an open doors event where like you don't need keys for a few days or something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked more about some of the unconscious states. Um, he said that they are considering, but not even close to implementing, but considering adding like an animation to putting stuff in and out of your con- secure container, which I don't really know how I feel about that. Uh, more malfunctions, inertia coming soon. Uh, he talked about, they made jokes about like dino gummies and stuff like that. They, they're thinking about adding like um, really cheap, stims that last maybe like 15 seconds like you know like a vitamin you could take that gives you some sort of buff for for like really quick you know what i mean which they just kind of laughed um whippets just like dude yeah (laughs) dude you break (sighs) um freaking geeks (laughs) geeks just like straight up asked if they can increase the gpu spawn and put them back in computers and nikita did it like live on the podcast so apparently you should be able to find gpus and computers again yeah i've heard that people have been freaking out uh they talked about adding the daily quests making them dynamic so they won't be the same daily quest for every person i don't know that he didn't i don't think he talked about how he's going to do that they just talked about it uh that's that's actually a really good i like a really interesting thing because it, now you like when it's the same thing for everybody the events they're good yes. because it's different day to day but for that day you know everybody's doing yeah, the same thing it goes thing. back to the predictability that they're trying to avoid with the dynamic loot and changing the stashes now that's a really subtle thing that i hadn't thought of great job battle State. go go bsp thank you thank you for fucking once something <laughs> i haven't thought of that like could make the obvious person yeah fuck um they talked a lot about Lighthouse. Uh, it will be released in segments. The first segment will have the trader, but they talked about how the trader is not going to be what we think it is. Like, it's not going to be someone we potentially like purchase things from, but it has more like quest related. It will be the first NPC. Like, just going to be in a T pose. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Fucking they, Gary's mod. Basically, we don't know what he's going to be yet. He kind of made it sound like the the actual lighthouse won't be in the first iteration of the map, like Shoreline. Like the first iteration of Shoreline didn't have False fucking advertising. Well, yeah, but Shoreline is called Shoreline. It had Shoreline. Yeah, I it know. It wasn't called Resort. I know, I know, but I'm saying similar to that. <laughs> that care, they it might not have it. Um, Honestly, it's like there's nothing nothing ever in fucking those buildings anyway. For all I know, it's just I know. a spiral thing up with like a box at the top. Like exactly, I wasn't even, yeah, and a I wasn't sniper. even thinking about lighthouse being the lighthouse thing to go to uh about half the size of shoreline is what they're thinking that lighthouse is going to be and there are going to be four scav bosses 
in Lighthouse? In Lighthouse. What I'm what the actual fuck? What I'm assuming is that there will be like what I'm assuming is like think about like Rashala and his guards, but like all the guards are Rashala. You know what I mean? I think I think it's going to be like a sniper, like instead of one sniper boss, it's like four sniper bosses. So I think the like my guess is that they'll all be functionally the same. There won't be like a head guy and then cronies. It'll just be like we're the sniper squad and we're like they may they might all be named like gotcha. specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm assuming because we know that we knew that the sniper that the whole point of the lighthouse boss was a sniper. And so it might be that like which would be cool because it will make the map more dynamic. It's like, oh, I ran into, you know, this guy. The other three dudes might be in completely different areas. It might not just be a wipe. You know what I mean? Or if yep. a different guy fought one of them, you could still fight one. So that could make the the whole boss encounter on a map like Lighthouse much more dynamic than just like, oh, I've been searching for Rashala and I found his dead bodies. Like, you know what I mean? It, the whole Rashala dream is over for this raid. Like, this could be a lot more... On that note, out. real quick, have you noticed the scav bosses have been, at least for me, and, and this could be in my head because I think I asked Nikita, and I'm pretty sure he, like, denied it. Um, Because we had talked about the whole Sturman having, yeah. like, like, superpowers, and then, like, literally a week later, I killed Sturman, like, seven out of eight times I saw him. Really? And then now I've been... Yeah, and nothing's changed. It just got to the point where I look at him, and he, like, yells something and stands up and pulls out his gun, and I'm able to go pop, 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 and kill him, whereas before it was, ah, and I'm dead. <laughs> and I'm, and he's, so I don't know if, like, there's some global change that they made Maybe. to all of the AI or whatever, but I can, I haven't died to Sturman once since we had that conversation, and I've killed him a shit ton of times. Maybe. So, I don't know. I've killed Sturman nine times, so I killed Sturman eight times since, uh, Basically, we talked to Nikita. Really? And I, I haven't died to him once. He hasn't even shot me. He hasn't hit me with a bullet once. He's shot multiple bullets, yeah. and he didn't hit me. Before, it was 100% oh, of the yeah, bullet. Oh, yeah, just death. Just death. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't really noticed, but uh, that could be a thing. I know Rashala and Killa both got buffed, spawn chance buffs by a few percent today or yesterday. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. That's cool, though. That's definitely exciting. Um, he also said on Lighthouse, there's going to be a rideable train with heavy weapons on it that will also be an extraction. We know, yes, he has said that there will be a train on every single map. Like, every single map in the game has railroad tracks on it, obviously, except for factory and labs. But every outdoor map has big train yards, train tracks. So that will be a connector of all the maps. Um, the reserve, he said before that the reserve is the first part of it. So there's going to be a rideable train with mountable heavy weapons, and you can take it as an extraction if you want. But he said that's not going to be in the first pass of the map. Um, and then the last thing is they talked about uh, there's going to be a Halloween event soon, and he said we have something special planned. But nobody knows what that is. Dude, I would love to be Cultist, out in like the swamp and see... like. Chupacabra, just once, Bruh. just like, you know, like, oh, what the fuck? There's an alien, you know, like for a week, for a week, just troll me for like. If I ever make a game, that's something oh I'm gonna do. Oh my god, I'm gonna literally make it like the fucking Truman Show, where one person gets an experience that nobody else would get, and nobody would believe them. It'd be like, like dude, I saw the fucking Mothman, dude, that and, was... and everybody'd be like, ha, oh, very funny. And you're like, pull up footage, and it's like legit 
fucking Mothman. You're like, whoa, what the fuck? And then like someone else is like, I saw Slenderman, dude. dude. And they're like, seven people get trolled. What if they make it where if you take the I'll dob the blah 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 stim in raid, you start to see stuff like that? Oh my god, did you ever play Don't Starve? No, but I know exactly what what game that is. Like I've seen people play it. Yeah, so the you have like that insanity meter where like if you don't eat or whatever for oh, a while, yeah. like, you lose your sanity. So then like you, you there's not actual threats, but like you start hearing things and seeing things, and like the black circle Dude, moves in, and like what the if, the blackness has like things that kill you, but they're, it's all in your head. What if they made that a side effect, like to troll like players? They made that a side effect of Propital, Golden Star, like all the stuff we all just like pop like it's nothing, and you start hearing like whispers, like Killa whispering you, you in your ear. You hear footsteps behind you, and you see Tequila. <laughs> swinging his fucking hammer and then he just disappears like oh jesus <laughs> oh my god that would be but they didn't they didn't list it as an event so people that like don't run around with propital have no idea what people are talking about and then i'll dude nope. that would be i would be so about that for a halloween event i would be like i would be about that that would be nuts i don't know if they changed to speaking of uh the bosses and spawn rates but um i know they had they had this i don't know if it's still going on but the scav event where like there yeah. was a quest for fence to kill a three PMCs in a raid without killing a scav. Yep. Um, so I was just going factory to try and bust that out. Yeah. Um, and I did four factory raids in a row, and I killed Tagilla within the first ten seconds of all four raids. Whoa! Like I, I spawned in, pulled out my gun, and I saw like a streak, like a blur of him being like, and like, what the fuck? And I chased out, and he was just standing there. I'm like, wow. and I killed him all four times. It um, wouldn't so surprise like, me if they increase his spawn so that it's harder to do that on factory. Well, so that was the thing yeah, is that yeah. I kept failing. The first person I'd see is Tagilla, kill him, and then fail. And it's like, well, now I'm just going to fucking get out. Yeah, because... I want his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually super interesting. Although now with all of the blacked out limb stuff, now I used to say I want armor that doesn't protect my stomach. I oh. need to reevaluate yep. that. Now I might want armor that protects my arms and my stomach because somebody somebody mentioned that in chat earlier. They were like, "Is Gen Four Assault back to the meta, covering arms and stomach?" But now, but now there's like, once again, hello, a, an actual trade off. Like you could go with slick for the movement, but that 1.5 times modifier on your stomach might be, or you could go for the Gen Four, which is heavy, but you're covering like. Bro, it's starting to move. Dude, all the stuff we talk about, things things are happening, man. Things are I happening. Feel, I feel like we're making a fucking actual yeah. difference. Like, I hope so. It, it went from just whining to like being like, no, listen. <laughs> and then now, and then, and then one day they're like, okay, we're going to listen. And then a bunch of changes have happened and everybody's been like, hey, these things are pretty good, dude. And I'm like. I know that's what I've been saying this whole thing. Dude, uh, uh, dude, 100%. Like, I I am excited. Like, I, I am getting excited. They have made... They, it feels like every other day has been some sort of patch either addressing a bug and fixing it quickly or making changes to, like, loot or boss spawns people are excited about. People are really excited about a lot of features that have been talked about. Once again, we can't get ahead of ourselves, but at least they're positioning it as they're going to get four major patches out this year that include optimizations, bug fixes, huge new um, features. I mean, we're still sleeping on Unity 2019 coming out in 12.11.6, you know, before 12.12, which could mean better dev tools we've talked about before networking wise or otherwise. Um, 
I mean, dude, it's Tarkov. Tarkov could be in a pretty good spot here. Yo, so I, I also want to mention, too, that when they pushed that change and uh, it was, like, bugged a few hours after the change for the, uh, yeah. the health thing, when I was talking to Nikita, it, it didn't dawn on me until the next day that it was, like, 1.30 in the morning. Mm. So he must have been, like, pulled up the red phone and been like, stay it, you know, yeah. like, can come fix the shit now. Yep. You know, someone got woken up to fix that. At one in the morning, yeah, to fix that. And the fact that they got it out, he's like, it's it, it's going to be fixed within, he said, one, two hours max. Because what happens is when they push it out, it has to propagate to the servers. Yeah. So like, there are still some servers that have games running that you can't. Oh, yeah. You can't shut it down in the middle of the game. You can't shut it down until all of those raids are done. So it, that's why, you know, one to two hours at most is when you'll get, uh, you know, you'll get assigned to a, a server and then have to reboot or, or well, actually, I don't think there was a patch. It might have been a server-side change. Mm. Where I it wonder. was just like all, like, after this time, all new raids had the update or whatever. Yeah. Huh. Well, but, but anyway, but, still... but yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a testament to the fact that they're like, they're trying to be really committed here and, and push a bunch of the stuff out. So that's, I, and I had my the Exciting. best message ever, the best message ever I'd ever had from Nikita. So so after this whole thing, because like you know I proposed the fix and then I found the bug and then you know reported yeah. it to him and then told him all this stuff, um, and then uh, I had said, where the fuck is it? Um, I'm gonna find it. Uh. Oh, yeah. So when I first pointed out, he said, what the hell? We checked everything before oh. uploading. And he said, can you test it again after some time? Uh, maybe not all the servers were updated. And he says, yeah, try blah, blah, blah. And then he said, thanks for the heads up with an exclamation point. Which is like, see an exclamation point after a thanks is like just noteworthy. It's like, yeah, Nikita has a way of talking just like my dad has a way of talking. Like yep. certain things mean. And he said, thanks for the heads up exclamation point. You're the best with a smiley face. And I was like, Nikita. <laughs> I was like, yeah, dude. That's so great. It just made me feel so happy. I was like, yeah. hey, yes. Like, I yep. just feel like with team effort, fucking go team, you know? Yeah, seriously. And yeah, wow. it was just like, it was, it was quick. It was, it wasn't opinion based. It wasn't like, and that's the thing. People were like, these streamers ruining the game. You weren't DMing him being like, yo, this change sucks. You know what I mean? You were like, yo, this is not what you said it was going to be. Are you aware of that? And he was like, no, are you sure? And you were like, yep. And we were just able to get it done. You know what I mean? Like it was. If a bunch of people reported it, it wouldn't have gotten fixed until halfway through the next day exactly. when they all strolled in around lunchtime and saw that there was, you know, a bunch of customer service complaints or something. Exactly. exactly. Or someone posted on Reddit and it got way upvoted to the point where he couldn't ignore it. Right. Yeah. But so. So uh, yeah, I think I think that's cool. I think that's cool. That's that's exercising the best use case of your relationship with him, right? It's not emotion. It's just like, hey, I play the game all day, and I, I just are, are you aware of this? Nope. Can you make sure? Yep, I made sure. Okay, we're working on it. Boom. An hour later, the servers are being updated. Sick, dope. You know what I mean? Like that's great. So that's really cool. That's that's what I call progress. Progress. Leather daddy. Damn it. Damn it. 
I, I hold. Oh, we gotta, we gotta put it back on, on, on. Don't spank me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to get those files from you. Yeah. Yep. Um. All right, that was a lot. That was a that, dude. Considering how little information we had gotten, like about future patches over the summer we got a whole bunch of information on streets which was confusing to everybody because they had said the lighthouse was coming up first not streets so we were like this is cool you know new trailer and stuff like that but you know and then we had the wipe and we've had a really dry spell about like like what's coming next and when is it coming and dude it was so much it was they tweeted out a reddit post and a tweet with a with a basically roadmap update he was on a Russian community podcast. He was on a podcast with Clean. And then the next day, he was on the, like, Emissary community podcast, confirming, giving dates, talking about, like, that, that we were just, like, overwhelmed with information. And not just information while we're playing a stale experience. In the middle of dynamic loot being worked on, in the middle of a scav event, while bugs are being fixed, all in the same week. Like, that's a good feel. That's a really good feel. New information. I feel like they, they've hit updates. their stride. Yeah, something, dude. Something happened over there. I don't know if they got a new fucking like project manager or, uh, you know, or if, uh, or you know, if they just, I don't know. I don't it know feels either. Like something, it feels like feels something. like something kind of because if you had, shifted into gear. If you had told us a year ago that they were able to like multitask like this like deploying bug fixes doing community-wide events while letting us know about like all this future stuff working on four different patches at once we would have been like, like yeah, okay we would have been like bro the shoreline thing. audio still sucks you know what i mean like but it, it they're doing it all so that's pretty exciting so i mean it, it's nice to say that that at least in the last few days i've died to almost every death was audio related which is good because now that's like the lowest common denominator. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. think it was cheaters. It didn't feel like desync. It didn't feel like some shitty hit reg or yeah. broken arm meta, whatever. It was just, I was standing at the bottom of a staircase looting the four guys I killed and someone came up, you know, it's like, yep. okay, well, you know, at least I can control that. Yep. Yep. I had the same thing the other day. It was like a breath of fresh air. Somebody was like, yo, how are the, how are the rates going? And I was like, I was like, I think every single death today was like, Yo, GG's. Like, it was either some weird audio thing that was out of his or my control, or he just played better than me. Like, I've died a lot tonight, but I'm not mad. Like, it's actually yep. been a good night. Like, it was the same thing. So, yeah. It's exciting. Um, yeah, but, now my biggest problem is just boredom. Yeah. And that's why I'm, that's why I'm, I've been playing the greatest game of all time. I know exactly. Power Wash Simulator. Dude, it is fucking like I've never done hallucinogenic you know like fucking smoke the Hiawatha in the mountains of Nepal or whatever the fuck but I imagine that it's just, just like sitting that. listening to music and just going power washing a dirty fucking fire truck it is it's the only game that that unanimously everybody uses the same word to describe it. Do you know what that word is? Satisfying. Mm, yeah. It's chill and satisfying 
it's which is the literal exact opposite of if you look up antonym of (laughs) tarkov it's power wash simulator (laughs) it's just so zen just carving nice little rows in the dirt with the fucking soapy suds and oh god dude it's just fucking great i'm hoping it i'm secretly hoping it turns into some weird shit where like you know you clean off a van and then you see there's like dead bodies in the back and all of a sudden now you're like fighting satan or something i'm hoping it takes like a weird turn there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting shit that it could get weird, but it could also just not. So I'm sort of hoping. Yeah. Wow. Well, I hope. I, I that. <laughs> I'm glad that you're finding your zen, even if you want it to be power washing Satan. Um, that's that's awesome. I dude, I've seen you on there like three or four days in a row. I pop in and I lurk, and your camera's not even on, bro. And it's just like music is going. Dude, you should see the camera's not on because I'm like this. I stream for 13 hours, 12 hours, 15 hours. And it's all because you switch I over Tarkov for like six hours. And then I've just been throwing on podcasts and playing music while I've been. And it's just been so fucking chill. And people are like, I can't stop watching. Why? That's Why? so funny. Yeah. So my new goal for the music channel is I'm going to record. I'm going to start like a new account or something, you know, wipe my account and start from the beginning, and I'm going to try to be, like, as nice and clean and satisfying as possible and record all of it. And then I'm going to use that as my 24-hour music stream oh where it's just my music my playing. And it's God. Just- Yo, it's like you've seen those freaking videos where it's just, like, rain for 24 hours and it has 62 million views. Dude, power washing and chill music? Whoa. That's a vibe. Oh, that, dude... Imagine that's like, like the single greatest idea you've ever had. Yeah, dude, that would be that would that's a really good idea. Now I just gotta play the game for like ten hours without music playing and without my camera, basically. Yeah, you know, so. you know what else? You you know you know where else you should do that? Like I like I like I like I can say that to you because you have all this free time, right? But you know where. Do you know what other algorithm would favor that a lot? TikTok. If you did like 20 second, dude, if sat the word satisfying, you use it. There's like, there's TikToks that farm hundreds of millions of views. I'm sure it's just like crushing a fucking, you know, like the crushers okay. or the crushers. Um, I've seen one that squeegees with like rugs and dirt. Yep. I've seen one recently where it's they're dying. Um, uh, it's not like plastic. It's like what would eventually be molded into like plastic materials, like ice, you know, trays and stuff like that. And it, it, they, they roll the plastic through these machines and they add you add just a tiny bit of dye. And slowly over time, it becomes the color. I've yeah, seen yeah. Um, I've seen a bunch of music related ones. Um, like, dude, I'm telling you, there's an insane, I've seen some power washing ones in real life. I've seen a lot. So you do like 30 seconds. The thing is, is like, you've got, you have a category, you have a library of music where if you took like a 20 second clip from power washing simulator, I have a hundred, I have 130 plus songs. Yes. And you put 20 seconds of a song, like in a, in a world where you could just instantaneously say uh, Johnny I'm just going to hire you to do that and Johnny puts seven of those videos on TikTok every day 
I think in a month you have 250,000 followers on TikTok. I'm so, I swear, I mean it. Like the, that algorithm, like because videos autoplay, because when you scroll and they just autoplay, if, if in the first second you, you, you evoke this satisfying feeling that you just, you stop people in their tracks dead. You know what are the biggest categories on on TikTok right now for satisfying? It's like the the people that I, I don't forget what it's called. It's the people that freaking they have a big jug and they open their orange juice and they pour their orange juice into the other jug and they put it in their fridge and I don't know why they do that and they take all the Coke cans out because they have a Coke rack where they put all their Coke cans and they face all the logos the right way. Those things get like 600 bajillion views. And, and because we all ask why, like you had an orange juice jug. Why did you transfer the orange juice into a similar, similarly shaped logo list jug? I don't know, but those videos go insane. If you can, if you can capture in the first few seconds, just something that feels satisfying, the algorithm annihilates that stuff. Power washing simulator with Veritas any, Lo-Fi is any interns, chill. any interns out there that want to fucking manage my TikTok account, I, uh, send, send would, an email to info at veritas.wtf. I would bet like 50 gifted subs that you would be blown away. I don't know if I could give you a number, but like whatever number you're thinking, it's it's going to be more than that. Like you would gain a lot of followers on TikTok. It would be weird, but it would I work. think I have like 6,000 followers on Instagram. So yeah. you think like I could beat 6,000 pretty oh, yeah. quickly with... Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Because the algorithm is so weird. It would just pick one, and it would be like, all right, I'm going to show this to everybody to test it. And, like, like, what would happen is you'd scroll through your videos, and they would all have, like, a 1,000 views, and then one of them would have 3 million. And then it would just pick up from there because everybody would like it because it's super satisfying, and the music is chill. That would be your X factor. Anybody can play Power Washing Simulator. You've got a library of 130 chill AF tracks that you could put behind it and that's the x factor the music and the visual the music satisfaction satis- uh, satisfaction and the visual satisfaction it would just do it would just do really well i bet what do you think this is so off topic i don't even care though because i'm fully into this and we were like we're gonna finish like 20 <laughs> minutes ago but should i should i record the video like i like i could go on stream and play the game and like turn off alerts and stuff. And yeah. then I would just have like the VOD that I could rip whatever from. I mean, I guess I could also play music from like Spotify just from my playlist yeah. and play the game. And then people could clip things. And then it's like, then everybody's doing the work for me and there's no editing. Then it's just download the clip and upload it to. You could. You could. I, I, wonder, think I like, wonder if that would have diminishing returns or if you'd really want to cater the exact moment. I think you would. I like, like, like once again, it's it would would be it would be work, but like the because you really want to hit that satisfying. So like some of your clips would be like you just starting, but like some clips would be like timing the like crescendo of a song to like the last swipe, and people would just be like, "Oh my god!" You know what I mean? They're just I mean, like you could even like time lapse it yeah, too, like yes. make it, you know. So like like you you would you could experiment with that where you could do different vibes of music over clips different vibes over the start of a power wash and the end you could do a time lapse of a whole thing and you just throw it all at the algorithm and see which one it says that's the one people are vibing with and then you lean on that button and get 100,000 TikTok followers in like 6 days all right well we'll I'll, I'll I'm going to try this experiment <laughs> dude i i i think it would just be crazy 
<laughs> Anyways, that was a really weird. I just love that stuff. I spent so much of my time thinking about algorithms from these social media platforms. And you said that. I was like, I actually think that's a good idea. Yep. But but I do think the 24, right. the 24 hour on YouTube, I think, is a really good idea. I think it's a really good idea. I think, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyways, that took a weird, real weird left turn, but thank you guys for, for hanging with us today. A lot of Tarkov news, a lot of insanity. Uh, hopefully it continues, man. It's looking like the rest of this year could shape up to be pretty cool. And, uh, hopefully we start seeing some of this soon. So, uh, so if, if you take one thing, it's go, go search the places you never go for loot and then tag us when you find it on Twitter. You know what I mean? If you find a Ledex under a tree, you know what I mean? Out on woods, let us know. You have to send it to us. Yeah. Yeah. You have to list it. RMT. Yeah. (laughs) 100%. Um, All right. Well, thank you guys so much for hanging. This was good. It was a little bit late because of me. I was out of town and I'm back. If you're going to be out of town, we can talk. I don't know if that's next week or the week after whatever, but uh, excited to be back. And uh, yeah, well, it should be, should be live the same around the same time, like Monday. Like I should be able to get it edited tomorrow and get it up on Monday. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for hanging. We'll definitely see y'all in the next one. Peace.